All right, you guys, let's 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 talk a little bit because yeah, uh -oh. the last time we met, last time we met here at the Wing Badger Tavern, it was a tavern talk episode where we worked on our conspiracy board, and that means it has been a little while since the last in-game session, and that means that specifically True. Jake has no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> That's a hundred percent. Jake has no recollection. Of <laughs> I have bad long-term memory. I have decent short-term memory. Alan lost all of his memory. hair, and Jake just, is surprisingly just yeah. not just, shocked about that. Everyone else leveled recaps. up except Alan. You guys remember that, right? You all yeah. got the... Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. all level yeah. 20. Mm -hmm. Jake <laughs> is uh, level 5. That's crazy. Yep. Um, but I do want to clarify for any of you who hung out with us uh, last week for Tavern Talk, all of the conspiracy stuff and clues and whatever we discussed, all of that is considered to have also been discussed by the characters um, at some point. So basically, I'm using a concept called the murky mirror here. The murky mirror says that your characters pretty much know everything the players know. It's just not necessarily relevant how they know. Like, Wash might say to Jake, I read in a textbook that this monster has this much hit points. And in the game, maybe Wash's character yells over to Jake, hey, you got to be careful with them. They have lots of natural armor. It doesn't matter how Jake's character learned that the monster is powerful. He just has the information. So that if that in case you were like, oh, no, metagaming, they said the word Aboleth. Like that's because, you know, we had the conversation last week and their their characters are understood to have at some point in recent history discussed the clues in the same way. However, specifically right now, they're probably not talking about clues, because if we think back uh, the last time that our players gathered together, they went into downtown Tumbleweb for the first time, a location called The Bowl, the deepest part of the underground Mulfolk City. And while they were in The Bowl, a couple of really important things happened. First, Owlin went to uh, an Owaran temple. It's the first time that we visited one of the large labs, collaboration facilities, of Awara's um, faith before. And we got to explore it a little bit. Alan checked out the library and learned some pretty interesting factoids. Um, and he also spent a little bit of time just kind of checking out the process and seeing what's going on. Um, including getting a little suspicious of the, um, the patent office there where people were filing away their ideas supposedly as worship to their goddess. Um, Alan felt that perhaps there was some tampering happening from the uh, local company Edison, perhaps stealing ideas or something like that. We never really explored it. He didn't ask. I just remember him being suspicious. Um, the other thing that happened is that Fox, our resident rogue, changeling rogue, uh, wandered over to the northern well. Remember, there are two wells in the bowl. The wells are filled by waterfalls from above ground, and then they pour into the well and they fill it. And Fox wandered over to the bowl because he saw a dead drop for another rogue that was left in a style that he and his long-lost friend invented. He's been separated from this friend for a long time. It's actually his motivation for adventuring originally was to find this, this person, this merfolk. And so he went over to investigate and found a pretty solid lead that he then chased through the city because the person saw him creeping. And so there was a pretty intense chase scene involving some rooftop leaps and some diving downstairs and a really cool, like, twist the person up in their hoodie and shove them on the ground type of, type of takedown. And all that happened in City Hall. He chased this person onto the roof of City Hall and down through City Hall and then finally caught them, took them into an alley directly next to City Hall, shoved them up against the wall for interrogation. This person has just left like Batman. That character was Shale, a member of, well, at least an alleged member of the Grey Watch, the supposedly mythical dirt folk ranger organization that keeps the tunnels safe for travel. 
and uh, Jeb still reeling a little bit from seeing like one of his childhood heroes and not even sure if it's real. You know, this could totally be a put on. Uh, but as you're all sitting there trying to figure out uh, what to do next as Fox is looking around like, where did my where did my quarry go? I just chased this person down. At that moment, at the end of the alleyway, two silhouettes block the, the ambient light coming into the hallway with big wide brim hats and spurs that go chick, chick when they step and you hear, what's going on out here? We're going to need an explanation for all the commotion you just caused. There are two deputies at the end of the, at the, end of the alleyway, uh, probably workers from inside City Hall who have followed out from the trail of destruction left by Fox and Shale as they tore through City Hall, leaping over banisters and sliding down railings and smashing through doors. The two deputies walk up to you and go, what, what's all this noise about? What's all the commotion about out here? Jeb, Jeb, I thought you were supposed to keep an eye out. Oh, hey, these two guys are there. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you see, officer, um, somebody had stolen something very dear to my heart, uh, and in my blind fury, uh, I chased them across rooftops uh, to this exact location, uh, and they disappeared on me. And uh, us being his friends, uh, we saw him uh, chase this man across, uh, you know, assuming that, ah, this man had pickpocketed him, and we uh, also gave chase. And that he did, but he gave me the slip. I saw him enter this alley, and now he's gone. In fact, uh, can I report a crime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask why if you're chasing, if someone stole from you, it's not very safe to chase after him. You should be filing a report with the authorities. And the other guy steps up, his little sh spurs go sh 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 He goes, that's us. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're sorry, man. Well, we're new to town. I can see that. Y'all are tall folk. Now, maybe you tall folk like to just disrupt the peace where you're from. But here in Tumbleweb, we keep things nice and civil, okay? You got a disagreement with someone, you take it through the proper channels. You understand? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna be seeing you around town just raising hell, am I? Of course not. No. no. All right. Well, then I'll just need you, you guys to write your names here on this report. And he hands over, a, uh, basically, it's like a ticket. He hands over a little citation, a parchment citation. Because I'll just be collecting your names, and we'll just file this one away as a warning. You did uh, break officer? a six-wingle handrail, but we'll call this one a warning because I didn't like it anyway. I'm, I'm the only one who's uh, literate. May I fill out the paperwork on everyone's behalf? <laughs> Uh, deception check <laughs> with advantage because like what the heck do these uncivilized tall folk know <laughs> oh I got a nat 20 on the first roll oh, to, nice. try to, to try to reinforce what uh, what like kind of what he just said uh, Alan will just go well technically if this if we were to raise hell it would be more likely for hell to be raised here than in the overworld oh where we God. are from because this technically is lower and therefore closer to hell now, don't if you, you be saying blasphemous oh, stuff like that. We are God-fearing folk down here, and we know better. All of a sudden, his demeanor totally changes. He goes, now, you tall folk, I know you're uneducated, and I know that some of it has to be forgiven because you ain't civilized. But you listen up here, okay? Down is better, okay? Awara, 
built us from the ground. Awara commanded us to burrow, and Awara, in her wisdom, built her network connecting the whole world closer to the ground, okay? Underground. That means that we are closer to Awara when we are doing her will and we are fulfilling the goddess's will when we work our way down into the tunnels. And next to him, the other one goes, now, now Bobby, don't get too worked up. Remember, they're just barbarians and you don't want to go, you don't want to go talking about Awara right now, okay? It's still not a popular opinion. Look, I'm telling you, the goddess will come back. And when she does, she's going to have something to say to these people because they don't understand where hell and heaven are and I've got a chance here to steer this person onto the right path. Okay. Uh, officer, I, I understand. In fact, uh, we, we had visited uh, a temple uh, earlier in the week, and we plan on going back, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, just I, I have to wrangle these people. Like I said, I'm the only literate one. So um, it's it's ignore his ignorance, please. Because of your uh, nat 20, I won't make you roll another insight, but they still seem really skeptical. But the the one who's not Bobby, the guy who's trying to be more reasonable, goes, "Give me the, give me the, give me the ticket, Bobby. Come on!" And he like takes the ticket and hands it to you, and he goes, "Let's make this quick, cause he's he's liable to blow up now." Okay. Uh, I go ahead and fill it out. Uh, I'm filling out my name as Sean. Uh, I'm filling out Jeb's name as Pebbles. Okay. Um, I'm filling out um, Alan's name as uh, Derek. Okay. And. Uh, <laughs> Zoths as um, Bob. Okay. Um, and I, I just hand it back. You hand it back to him, and he um, picks up a, a little um, pencil, and he like sharpens it with his little mole teeth, and flips it back into position in his little hand. And then, quicker than you've ever seen anyone do anything, he does a very, very lifelike sketch of all four of you attached to the names. Um and then hands that back to Bobby, and he says, all right, now you, you folks be on your way, and definitely don't be uh, spewing no blasphemy around Deputy Bobby here because he can't handle it. Uh, so we're just going to gonna go this way, and you're going to go that way, and y'all have a nice stay in Tumbleweb. Just, you know, don't disturb the peace no more, okay? Are you going to let me report a crime? Uh, yeah, I guess so. What crime? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your crime. I, I got pickpocketed. You got pickpocket. What what was stolen? What was the manner of the item that's been stolen? He pulls out a, another page of his little notebook. It was it was a old pocket watch, fair, family heirloom. Uh, okay, and what are the distinguishing characteristics of this pocket watch? Uh, it has uh, an inscription on the back um, that that has my name and my father's name. And your name was? And he pulls the paper back. Um, I forgot Sean. what Sean. Yeah. Your name was Sean. Says Sean on it. And what was your father's name? Uh, Sean Senior. <laughs> okay. Uh, spelled the same way. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Any any other? Uh, do you know anything about the person who you think stole from you or pickpocketed you? Or uh, they were incredibly tall. Incredibly like, tall. Taller than me. He slowly looks over at Alan. Uh, <laughs> not, yes. Not. Uh, 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 almost my height, but but not quite. And he, he shrugs and writes down the rest of your information. So, all right, well, uh, where can we reach you if we hear anything? Uh, DM, perception check. Um, a random in that I can see in the background. <laughs> What'd you roll? Like just a hot hotel. Um, that would be another net 20. 
What? Another nat 20. Wow. Yes. We're going to get in combat later, and he's just going to roll I'm gonna, ones. I'm You're going to really regret this, yeah. Good rolls. All right. Well, uh, with your nat 20, you have been so observant that you know the name of all five taverns in Tumbleweb, and you can choose the one in the position you like most. So there's only one tavern in the bowl. It's the Bustle Inn. There's the uh, there's Tall Fellows out in the rings. The Twilight Fox, which is out in the rings. That's where you're actually staying. The Mole Hill, which is in the strands. That's where Billy likes to drink. And uh, the Silver Spur, which is out in the strands. Uh, we haven't been. We haven't even heard or seen the Silver Spur, have we? You have not been to the Silver Spur, no. Uh, I will say the Silver Spur. Then. Okay. Yeah, I'm staying over at the Silver Spur. All righty, all right. We'll we'll let you know if we hear anything. Now you stay out of trouble, okay? We're gonna do a very thorough investigation on this. He says as he crams the notepad back into a pocket, and we'll let you know what we find. Oh, thank you, thank you, sir. Yep. All in a day's work. You have a good one there, son. No, uh, you you too, officers. They turn around and, you know. Sh- all right. As their spurs shake behind them as they step, I'm gonna turn it around is and so do a team huddle. Interesting how the same religion can have such regional differences. Guys, guys, yeah, group up. Group up. All right, um, real quick, um, we should probably not stay in town too long. <laughs> what do you mean we're what gonna did, be what here? What did you do for you, at you least you... until Friday? Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Anyway, we should what? go check out that dance class. Did you like not put? <laughs> did you yeah, not man. put our real names down on there? Uh, of course I did. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, do we do we I, have to roll a um, have insight, or do we just know he's lying? You sent them on a wild goose chase. It's not like they they can prove that the watch was never stolen. If there I'm is gonna, no I'm watch, I'm gonna give a knowing wink about about that. No, oh, okay. I, I told him as much as about the truth as I could. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to pretend we're illiterate? Uh, because oh, he was I pretending? wanted to make sure I controlled the situation. <laughs> you know, I can't let one of y'all write your real names down. <laughs> what you you just said you wrote our real names down? Yeah, so I had to write it for you. <laughs> Josh oh, doing that to oh, our <laughs> Hey Fox right, man, I'm... I think that's pretty uncool. I think this will come back to bite us at some point. I'm sure it's fine. I, what what's uncool about it? I I, I still don't understand. Uh, Alan anyway, uh, you, you aren't privy anyway, to uh I think we should go to uh this whole dance class thing sooner than later. Alan, you aren't um, privy to uh, Fox's mannerisms, but uh, he did not write our real names down. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I should know my my name that you wrote down so I can go by it while we are in Tumbleweb. Uh, that's a good I point, mean, Fox. Yeah, that, that's that's fair. Especially if we run into the law again, because well, they have I'm... very detailed pictures of our faces. <laughs> this is true. Uh. My name's Sean. Uh, all right. Is... Jeb pulls out a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is Pebbles. Wait, what? <laughs> you you told them my name was Pebbles? It was the first thing that came to mind for you. Uh, I'm sorry. Dang it. Weren't you already using that as a fake name? Like, it well, works, not right? in Not in town where my cousin lives. Oh, that's fair. And, well... I have a cousin named Pebbles here. That's why it just—it just like came to me. Oh, I hope this doesn't come to bite him in the butt. 
Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, Jeb. Yeah, you didn't know. Uh, I'll punch you later. <laughs> Zoth. Uh, I'll punch you at eye Bob? level. Bob? Yeah. Do I look like a Bob to you? Yeah, you kind of look like a Bob. Mm, yeah, I, <laughs> you I really do. Yes. I, I, I'm not a fan of the name, but are we using it full time or just around law enforcement? Just, just around law enforcement, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, man. Well, and, uh, I would argue that not just using it around law enforcement may be helpful because if, if law enforcement comes around to us while we're interacting with strangers who have, we have introduced ourselves to as Owlin and Zothkug and Jeb and so, and so well, on. No, no, no. This is and perfect. they refer to us by our fake names. Then yeah, does, the people, the stranger. Do you think everybody here draws de as detailed as that man could? I mean, I know people here. Somebody? I'm not going to be able to do that. Also, Bob Hibbub sounds hilarious. <laughs> and, I agree. Uh, oh, Bobby Alan. Bub. <laughs> Bobby Bub. Uh, your name is... Your name is... What? Hi. Hebediah <laughs> Jepperman. <laughs> I know what you wrote, but that's out of game. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I wrote something down for you. Fox, just how can you how can you being <laughs> the only illiterate one forget the name you just wrote down like two minutes ago? <laughs> I was under pressure, man, okay? Like it's the little details that really don't matter. Okay. Right? Let, I was just well, trying to get them off our back. Let let me see if okay, um Trevor? Does that sound familiar? <laughs> I think no, it's amazing that the that. that the one in our party that really cared about knowing the actual name is the one that you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> John? Does John sound familiar? I mean, that's a good strong name, but you know, uh, you I don't know. You can go with it. Yeah, John's a pretty No, I I want to help you figure <laughs> out what your what the name was. Are you just going to pick names at random until you land on the one he said? Did it was start it with an A? Does Did it start with familiar? a Was it crab cake? Was it John? Was it oh. We'll call them cakes. Cakes? Cakes? What about key lime? No, that's too on the nose. Are, do you think it was cakes? Do you remember it being cakes? Was it dish? Sure. It was cakes. Dish. Cakes. cakes. Was it Jason? Okay, I'll go by cakes. Baby cakes. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, first of all, one, okay. One, we should probably get out of this alleyway. Okay? Like, let's... Let's move on to somewhere a little. We're gonna go dancing, right, man? I I think it potentially relevant and helpful to remind the party that at the end of the last session, the tavern talk, we kind of decided on like a course forward that yeah. you guys wanted to do, and the kind of group consensus. You still don't have to do this; you can do whatever you want. But the consensus you came to was that you wanted to investigate a couple of the postings on local notice boards. One of them was about someone who uh, believed they had stumbled across a prophecy but needed help translating it, and another was um, from someone who they literally they wrote, "I need help making sense of strange things I've been seeing." Um, and then there's also a tailor who's willing to um, work for free in exchange for the experience. He's like a new tailor. And you guys were thinking the tailor would be a good stop because you're hoping to find your way into the Basin Estate party on Friday, uh, Jess Basin's uh, mansion where she's holding a party and Elaine Mollusk, CEO of Edison, will be there. And you guys are fairly certain that Elaine Mollusk is also connected to your, your villains in some way. In and addition, he also might be a tinker or a soldier or a spy, so that yeah. would be good to investigate, yeah. In addition, there is a Finchtail Ale Company testing happening at Mollusk Manor on Friday, like a, a sampling of new wines and, and alcohols from their master brewers, which you also thought it would be useful to go to 
um, just to see what you could see at the Mollusk Manor. So those are the things we talked about last time. Um, DM? Yep. Um, did uh, the Grey Watch man uh, leave a way to contact him? Uh, did we talk about that before he left? Uh, no, he said he would get in touch with you at your um, at your place of, of residence. Okay. Spooky. I just want to make sure I, I remembered how we were going to contact him or vice versa. Yep, he was going to come to you us. with the Twilight Fox. All right. I think he was coming back like tonight. You know, it's like afternoon. You know, you guys have just spent a morning in downtown. So uh-huh. I think he said this evening he was going to meet you at the Twilight Fox. And if he so- didn't, he did now. <laughs> so I think our so I think our goal after hanging out in the alley here for a little bit discussing our options and planning for the future <laughs> while um, huddled in an alley. That's right. That's right. Um, nothing, now that we've finished discussing that, in an alley. so that's that's uh, true. And there's plenty of dirt on the ground to scrawl plans and make a little. When I Je- Jeb dusts <laughs> off the conspiracy board that we just drew. <laughs> <on the dirt. laughs> when I uh, go to the party, should I use my real or fake name? Uh Probably, I, um, I would assume your fake name. <clears throat> I would, I would suggest the fake name. I'll be cheeks at the party. It's cakes, but cakes. I thought we only had That's one invitation. <laughs> cheeks, dang it! I mean, you're not gonna live that one down, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Big beefy cheeks. Going he to the be party. cheeks now. Uh, uh, yeah. Cheeks now. Let's, it's let's because he smiles so big, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's got big rosy cheeks, man. It has, it, he does. He does. That's why I. That's you why I go first when if, we're traveling through the Underdark. If Fox, if Fox said that my name was Cakes, that it's Cakes. We can't just change it to Cheeks. That's too. It's just, cheeks is just a nickname. <laughs> yes, cheeks. it is now. Yeah. And, and, and it never is face. not going to be. <laughs> I'm Cakes, but my friends call me Cheeks. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, people get their names changed all the time. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Just uh, just go through right. the legal channels to get your name changed, and you're good. Perfect. Enough about the names that really don't matter. Okay? <laughs> I mean, this so, is one of the names that's going to matter the most. I have a feeling. Let's let's wrap up what we're doing here. Um, was there any other notice boards we wanted to check out? I know well, there was a couple before. The prophecy, yeah, we, man. We wanted to knock out a couple of those smaller ones and then in the next couple of days, and then we were going to gonna split up and do the party and, and stuff, right? Yeah, man. I'm so right, excited. Right. I got to yeah. prep prepare for that. You need some clothes. Yeah, man. That's what the tailor's for. Yeah. Right. Let's go ahead. Um, Josh, were they all on the same board or like? They, you have collected the, like, you've been to the, the boards and taken the, the things that you need. So you have the contact info and stuff for each each person. Um, as a reminder, again, the three things that you said you were interested in pursuing were someone who thinks they found a prophecy and needs help translating, um, uh, Elliot Orchid, who needs help making sense of strange things I've been seeing, and uh, the tailor, who will make clothes for free in exchange for the exposure, basically. It's, it's Tuesday, right? If I remember correctly? It is Tuesday. It's the party Tuesday, and the wine tasting it? are both on Friday. Okay, so I say let's go to the prophecy. We got plenty of time to deal with the tailor. To the I prophecy. Alright, <laughs> as you uh, as you make your way out of the alley, actually, you, you leave the other direction from the front door of City Hall because like a bunch of people just saw you burst through the front door of City Hall and tackle a man to the ground. So you leave in the other direction, and as you're going that back way, you pass the back entrance to City Hall. 
and the door is propped just a little bit just to allow airflow. But as you walk by, you hear two, uh, two deputies talking to each other. They're not the two who just met you, um, like who came around to, to check on you in the alleyway before. But as you already knew, there are four deputies who are always like on staff at, at City Hall. Um, and you hear them talking to each other, and they're, the first one goes, Yeah, it's just so... It's so frustrating. I mean, Jess Basin is just begging for trouble with so many important out-of-towners at that party. And, and not having us provide security is just ridiculous. I mean, who does she think she's got instead? Um, and then uh, the other one says, well, she says she hired some private security chick. Some, I, I don't know, May Lira or, or something like that. May Nira, something, something like that. Well, that can't be right. And you hear some parchment flipping, and they—I don't know who it was. Whatever. And then you can you walk by and and make your way out of the alley. But you just overhear them having that conversation. Um. So that's something you hear. All right, we're doing prophecy first, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. Let's. We're going to the prophets, see. <laughs> yeah. You make your way yeah. to Franklin Webb's house. Franklin Webb lives on the outer edge of the of the bowl. So he's still in downtown, but just like just outside downtown, not in the actual like bustle area. And he's got a, a fairly nice house. You know, it's 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 a classical dirt style where the the rounded sort of construction has the one main room, and then under that room there is a burrow into several bedrooms for you know Frank and and his kids, um, and his wife. But you know she uses the same room as Frank, so like they don't need a separate room. I don't know why I'm explaining this much of it, but that's what's happening. <laughs> but uh, as you arrive, you knock on the door, and Franklin opens it and looks at you, looks up at the tall folk, and goes. Are you here about the posting? Are you, can you translate things? Uh, depends what language it's in, man. Uh, well, I, I yes, don't even know. Yes. I don't We're know, man. Traveled. Yeah, yeah, come in, come in, come in. And he holds the door open for you. Mind you, this house is like two and a half shins high, maybe three shins tall. This, the you know, the, the main room of this house. Oh, no. So, like, Alan has to, like, crawl, yeah, maybe. Alan yeah. is, like, hands and knees to get into yeah. this house. And Zoth. Same with Zoth. Yeah. Um, and so, between between all of you, you like completely fill this sort um, of main living room area. Is Yeah still in the pot? Sir? Yes. I'm going to ask him to get out just so it's not like super crammed so I could like keep the pot like in front of me and not all my back so it's scraping against the ceiling. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, climbs um, out of the pot. Sir, uh, do you have like a, a window we could stand outside of? We could leave the door cracked open. <laughs> Uh, yes, that may that may be helpful for me. Yes, I I, I may just poke my head in. Okay. I don't know. I'm pretty cozy in here. <laughs> I, I, I like being like curled up around his like I, hugging I his. Want to, his pot. I, I, it's I, like I, being just, hugged by the ground. I, I I personally prefer to not be hugged by the ground because the ground's embrace may suffocate me. I'm going to uh, uh, poke my head in from the. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, poke I'm my head gonna in from also. Sit just outside the door, crisscross, you know, applesauce. Sorry, I know it's not the the roomiest of places, but it's the best that we could afford. We actually just bought this house uh, just a little while ago. You know, I got a I got a promotion uh, at my job, and so my my wife hey, and I were able to. Thank congrats. you. My wife's a lovely home. Move down to the bowl and you know get a little bit shorter commute in the morning. Uh, so that's nice. Um, yeah, but uh, we were decorating. And uh, I was going back here. Yeah, I'm sure you understand. I needed to find somewhere to, you know, to, to bury the, mm-hmm. the bulb, you know. So yep, he yep. he goes to the back, and you can see that he's planted, like, a large 
some a bulb of some plant has been planted on the very back wall of the house, like kind of dug in, and just a little root is is kind of poking out the end there. And um, he says, "But when I went to put it here, I found this this box, uh, and I I'm not sure who who owned it before me. Like I, I bought it from a realtor, you know. So I but but I think they must have left it behind. I tried to track them down, but the realtor couldn't find them anymore. Um, but anyway, so I I found this box, and in it, and he opens it up." There are these two parchments, and he pulls out two parchments, and one of them is written in common, and the other one is written in a series of glyphs that um, none of you recognize except Owlin, who speaks celestial, right? Oh, you speak celestial? yes, I do. Yeah. So none of you except Owlin recognize the glyphs because it is written in celestial. Um, but the one in common says, My dearest, I go now to my doom. I can't prevent this. I've tried to rally the others, and some have joined me, but not all. I fear if we aren't unified in this, all that I have foreseen will come to pass. I have fulfilled my purpose to my goddess and go willingly now to attempt to enforce her will without a directive. There can be no greater purpose in my life, but keep this enclosed, but keep the enclosed safe, that perhaps those who survive will indeed have fulfilled their oaths in what I fear will certainly be the darkest hour. In a life devoted to all that is fair, you are fairest of all. And the letter is signed with a wax seal in the emblem of Oara, which is a candle at the center of some concentric lines, except that the flame of the candle has been replaced with a very small bush as if it's growing out of the wick of the candle. Mm. And then is that what, is there anything in the, do I see the celestial? Like, can I read the celestial? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. So you read the celestial (coughs) and what you read is um, the last prophecy of shrub. If on the day the sun does not rise, the last of the anointed has not found the source of true power. They will be unable to make the hardest choice of all. Evil will triumph over good, and history shall come to an end. Again, that said, if on the day the sun does not rise, the last of the anointed has not found the source of true power. They will be unable to make the hardest choice of all. Evil will triumph over good, and history shall come to an end. Okay. I assume you read that out loud. Uh, who read the who read the common part out loud? The Frank Frank Webb Franklin Webb. Okay, just he just was reading you the letter, but he yeah. will have handed you the parchment with, that didn't make any sense. So can yeah. you make any sense of it, stranger? Uh, yes, and then Alan will will read it out loud. My goodness, it was a prophecy. I thought because this looked like a shrub. See here on the on the wax seal, it looked like a shrub. My goodness, we are we are on the trail of something fierce, my friends. We we are in the thick of it now. Yes. It, uh, what do you think it means? What what do you think the day the sun does not rise is? Well, it seems to be some sort of doomsday, I would assume, from a time limit. And, yeah, and what do you think it? the source of true power is? Do you think I could be the last of the anointed? I I do not. It know. could be crescendo, man. That could be the source of true power. What's crescendo? Uh, legend, ancient legendary artifact. Uh, Zoth, I might think it's a little deeper than that, though. Deeper's better. Mm. Yeah, I, I... We've been deeper. I don't think it's better. Deeper's <laughs> always better. And what do you think the hardest choice of all is? I, I do not know. I, I... Well, we're gonna Probably investigate all. it, right? We're gonna, we're gonna find out, right? Well, absolutely. Yes. Do you mind if I uh, copy these yeah. down? We write these down for uh, our own. Of course you can. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Have, uh, make a copy. Make a copy. Uh, Zoth just like digs around, thinking he has. I don't believe he has any paper. 
Okay. Uh, so, uh, Alan, do you have any uh, paper, man? Ah, uh, let me let me check. <laughs> Mister, uh, it was Webb, right? Yeah, Franklin Webb. Pleased to meet um, you. What's your name? So, my name, my name's oh, Fox. Shoot. Nice to meet you, Fox. And he like shakes your yeah. hand really like graciously. Well, he I shakes wanna... your finger because he's a little mole. <laughs> um, I'm figuring that perhaps you have not gone on many adventures. This will be my of... first. I can't wait to get out there and adventure with y'all. Well, we're so happy to have you, man. <laughs> Saw it. <laughs> <laughs> what? When, when should Listen. we start? Where do we meet? Do we have a secret meeting place? Do we need to talk in code? Should I get my hood? All right, you should no, definitely no, get here. your hood. Listen here, Franklin. Help me out, Jim. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> no, like, honestly, you're, you're, you'd probably be welcome, and you'd probably be, um, you know, useful. But I'm, I'm curious, what kind of adventuring skills do you have? Are you good at the blade? I mean, I'm good at finding prophecies. <laughs> right, right. But clearly, right. clearly, an expert at prophecy finding. Yeah, absolutely. That could be and, very yeah, to be sure. And, I mean, but, and you can see my intuition. I mean, I've got great intuition because I knew that was a, just right from looking at it. I was like, this is a prophecy, you know. And I'm, I'm good at resource gathering because, I mean, I only posted that like two days ago. And here you are. So that's that's going to be super useful out in the wild, you know, if we need if we need to, like, you know, get firewood or whatever. Like, I'll just put a posting up on one of the forest trees and I'm sure firewood will, you know, get delivered post haste. Webb, Mr. Webb. Yeah. You have a family here, do you not? Uh, yeah, I have a family. They can come too, right? Uh, I generally uh, maybe that's the hardest choice of all. <laughs> I have to leave my kids behind. Um, sir, could I ask you a hypothetical situation that has has may or may not have happened to to anyone I've known? I I guess so. Is this like you? an interview? It might be. Is this my job interview for adventuring? Yeah, I don't think so, I need an interview though, right? Don't I get a? I mean, I get a free pass with you guys, right? Because I mean, I found the prophecy, right? Yeah, you're gonna want to hear this. Uh, All right. So, you're on a cavern wall, about to descend. You know, God knows you can't see the bottom. And then suddenly monsters start coming from you, and uh-huh. we tell you to jump off the wall. What do you do? Just like, just like, just like jump. Yeah, yeah. like like we already jumped. We're, we're saying one, two, three. We're all gonna jump. Do you jump with us, or do you stay behind? Well, if you guys are jumping, you probably got some kind of plan, right? So I, of oh, course, I jump. Well, we've got plans. We got plans for ourselves. Like we have a way to take care of that. So you're saying you would you would not include me in your plan? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, like I have, we like, have abilities. Yeah, we have abilities. Like we we know that we are okay to like like Jeb, I me, I know I am okay to jump off. And Alan, he knows he's all okay right, to right. like Jeb, would you right. be okay for you to jump off? Well, Mr. I mean Webb, I'm I'm gonna stop mincing some words here. You're not cut out for it. And I'm a, <laughs> well, let's hear him oh. out. Maybe he has an ability to let him, you know That's what my first wife said too. I get it. Well, no, no, no. well let, let, answer the question first. Well, Mr. hey, Webb. guess what, guys, guys, here, we, we could do this it's quite so simply. It's it's quite simple, really. You know, if this is going to be an interview, then then we should spar with him. Well, I I don't believe that that is necessary quite yet. Um, I, I do yeah, believe... Yeah, Alvin, you got this, right? Well, I, I do believe that it's important to inform anyone who may be leaving 
their family to embark on a, a mission that it comes always at a cost. No matter... Right, the, the hardest cost of all, right? The hardest choice of all. Yes. To go on po- a mission. Possibly, Maybe I'm yes. the anointed... What if I'm the anointed one? You can't just... What if I'm the only one who's... Well, maybe you're not qualified. Maybe you're not cut out for this. Did, did something happen to you that makes you think that you're the anointed one? Like, did you have a dream or a vision or... Uh, I tripped getting water out of the well the other day, and my head just, like, ducked into a little waterfall and came back. Maybe that was my anointing. <laughs> uh... I mean, he's, he's got a point, Alan. Well, we should, I, I we say we just him. let him answer the question, man. Like, if he can save himself, I say we let him come. I mean, I can probably, I'll probably figure it out. I'd try it. <laughs> I'd jump. I mean, do if you're telling me to jump, how bad can it be, right? Do you have any... Oh, it can be bad. Do you have any background in anything like this? Have you ever, have you ever undergone any combat training, any, any sort of experience like that? Have you done, served any time Mr. in the military? Webb? How about you, you okay talking over your with your family you? behind? Are you okay to die and never see your family again? Are you okay to leave behind and let, and let your wife grieve you? I mean, if that's what it takes to leave a better world for my kids, then I'll I do say it. Well, you talk it over with your wife. We'll come back tomorrow and uh, you can give us your answer. Are you lying? No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, after <laughs> after that last statement, Alan isn't lying either. Alan says, yes, I believe that that is a, a great idea. Are you an organ donor, Belly? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys, guys, I think it's pretty simple, right? Like, we need to, you know, for, for his sake and for our sake, because, you know, we're a team, mm-hmm. right? We, yeah. we all You're fulfill... a team? What are you called? <laughs> oh, what, that could be your first ending. task, coming up with no. the team name, man. No, that, that, is, a very, that is a very group group project but <laughs> but um so y- essentially you need to figure out what you're going to bring to the group right so so I we could set up a pie. series we could we could uh, set sold. up a series of tests and if you pass then you know prove your medal you could be a valuable well, member of the team maybe uh looking at the time actually we we have to go uh, but we'll, we'll we'll contact you later well, wait, what um, we'll about come- my tests? Well, yeah, I, yeah, okay, so, have, so Zoth. Them. Zoth, yeah, man. Zoth. Zoth is our healer. He's our medicine man. He, he makes sure that we're in tip-top shape. So, All the time. Nice um, to meet you, Mr. Medicine Man. Yep, yep. He's, you won't probably need too. to do much for he's me. I'll be, I'll be super tough out there. No, well, I want, I want you to try and heal a wound. All right. I'll just All give right. him one of the, the, the healer's kids. Or do you want me to give him this? Uh, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give him a healer, and we'll, and we'll say, "We'll say, oh, I broke my arm. Oh no! <laughs> well, like, what? What would you do in this instance? You broke your arm? Yeah. Ah, oh, nah, man. This would be like a mining accident. And he comes over to you and he pulls a like a, a splint that he, you mm-hmm. know, like all the miners are issued splints for if there's a cave in. He pulls a splint out and he does an average-ish job of splinting up the arm. He's not super gentle with it. Like, if it were broken, you'd probably have some twinges and stuff, but he gets it splinted reasonably well, and he doesn't waste his healer's kit on it. Like, he uses the, you know, the materials he already had. So he just, that's a kind of fine job. Like, if you were going to score it, you'd be like a 9 out of 20. You know, like, pretty average. (laughs) Somewhere in the middle, you know? I mean, not bad, Fox. It's not, not bad, not bad. All right, all right, next test. You ready? All right, what this about, is, this is your arm better? You just took the splint off. 
No, no. I, like I said, it was a test. You know, oh, I wanted okay. to, to okay. judge to see how well. Got actually, it. you know, before I, before I take the splint off, I'll go over to Zoth and say, "Hey, is up? What do you think? How did you do? How did you do? Uh, do I properly evaluate it, or do yeah, I need to roll it? You properly for that? evaluate it. Yeah. It is a uh, average job. Okay. Okay. Average. So not special, because Zoth, you're special with our medicine man. But we got average. Okay. So that's you're you got it. You got an average there, Fox. Um, uh, what what should what should he test on? Sneaking or picking a lock? Both. Hmm. It's tough. You know, let me let me think about that. Go on to somebody else. <laughs> well, I'm I have a plan. So what are we doing? Sneaky, sneaky, right. or uh, or Pick picky, it, picky. picking a lock? All right. Okay. If you get captured, Mr. Webb, by the enemy. We have manacles. We have manacles, don't we? Here, I, I do got not. something. All right. I pull out a, I pull out a uh, a simple, um, like lock, just like like a practice lock, lock that you carry with. around. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a medium difficulty for someone who actually sure. knows how to lock pick. Yeah. DC um, twelve. I hand it to him. I don't even give him the tools. I don't even mention the tools. Okay. <laughs> he kind of looks at it and goes. Well, now, before you ask me to pick it, what do you want me to pick it or open it? Okay, so here, here's our adventuring scenario. We, right. we, we have been chasing this prophecy. We found the evil people, and we, are, we have been captured, and we're thrown into a cage, and this lock is holding us in there, and we need to get out. Oh, what would you no. do? But quietly. Yeah, I know. Well, but quietly. And they've taken our it, gear. If you break the lock, it's going to make a sound, so you have to pick it. Wouldn't and they've taken it make gear. a loud noise too? He goes and like picks up his pick and kind of looks at it. Like, wouldn't that make a loud noise too? No, that's hitting it. That's not picking it. Okay. Well, I mean, let let him solve the problem. Let's see how, what he would do in this scenario. Mm. I don't want to lose that lock. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you another lock. It's all right. <laughs> he takes a look at the lock for a little while. Oh, I see, I see what you're what you're asking me to do. You're asking me to pick the lock, like so we get out all sneaky, like. But you already got a sneaky guy. So what I would do in that situation is I'd go, "Hey, Fox, I need you to come and pick this lock," because I would know that he's the sneaky guy. <laughs> I'm I mean, that's what I would do. That's 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 considered a pass I'm, in my book. That's, that's a pass. I that's I'm, exactly I'm what I would do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, DM. Yeah. After that, I rolled a non-nat 20 uh, for stealth to just walk away from this. Okay. <laughs> um, he rolled a nat 20. It's like, now where are you going? Are we, are we ready to go to that pass? And he's like oh, following snap. behind you. I mean, uh, it looks no. like he's good at stealth too, guys. Well, he's good at... <laughs> He's good at perceiving stuff. Yeah. No, no, I have to go. I have Oof. to go think about about more tests. So I'm just walking around. Uh, a, I'm gonna look to you. Yeah. Do you have any any questions or things you'd like to ask? Well, uh, I, if we are if we are uh, conducting tests, uh, may, if if I may, uh, would you mind a combat test? Uh, sure. So what do we do? Do we just like put them up? Uh, well, generally, oh. uh, you would you would want to be uh, proficient in some sort of weapon. Have you have you ever wielded any any sort of weapon before? I can mine with a pickaxe. Uh, yes, um, that'll work. Yeah, uh, go ahead and pick up that pickaxe. And all right, uh, and you'll probably want to take this outside so that Alan can stand to his full uh, height. Yes, yes. We, we, all right, he comes outside. And he you know waddles out with his little pickaxe. So Al- all right, Alan will 
pull out his greatsword, two-handed. <laughs> he looks slowly. How long like, is your greatsword, Alan? It's. I mean, uh, it's got five foot of reach, so I would assume <laughs> it's pretty long. It's, it's longer like than he is height. tall. Yeah. Um. And uh, so Alan will take out his greatsword, two-handed. I love it, Billy. Okay. And uh, he will say, uh, "Now, I will aim to uh, land a hit on you with this. Uh, All right. A non a non lethal one. I will hit you with the flat of the blade. Uh, however, you must also attempt to not be hit by this and land a hit on me with your right. pickaxe. Now, I, I'll, once again, preferred with the flat of the pickaxe, not uh, not the pointy uh, end. If you, okay. if you if you wish, uh, sure. I would wish that." Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, if you are able to land a hit on me, uh, and uh, without me landing a hit on you, or I, All you right. know what, I, I, I may not even. You just put... take your best shot, stranger. You take your best shot. Jeb, you want to make a, a bet if he's still conscious? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, Alan is Alan like looks at at uh, at Webb and like, are you are you ready? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm so ready. All right. I was born ready. Tall folk. Alan whiffs. He rolled an eight. Okay, Ooh. Alan rolls an eight, and he's like, um, Frank Franklin Webb is trying to lift up his pickaxe, but it's a little heavier than he remembers, and he like, oh, falls forward with it, and so you like swing where his head was, and he just like has bent over to like pick it up. He's gonna try and hit you. Is he knocked over from the breeze? Like just <laughs> you know what? That's the fair. Let massive me roll a amount save. of air. Let me roll a save for him. What do you think the DC is no, on? No, no need to roll a whoosh save of air. for him. No. Okay. I bet two copper, Jeb. He's gonna be unconscious by the end of this. <laughs> Zog leans over to uh, Jeb and Fox, and he's like, "I'd probably fail the combat test, guys." <laughs> he he rolled an eighteen. Yeah, that hits. Ooh. Just on the die. Yeah, that hits. Just, like he didn't have any modifiers. That hits. <laughs> he rolled an eighteen on the die, and he he just as you like whiff over top of him, he finally manages to lift the pickaxe and literally just like lifts it straight up into your shin, just like, and, like <laughs> hits you with it that way. Alan kind of like does, I did it. Does one of those like I like, did kind it. of like ouch, like kind of step back a little bit, like hitting his shin. He's like, ah, well, I I am actually fairly impressed. I uh, I if he is willing, I I see no. I have no qualms with him joining us. I'm going to look to yeah. Yeah, do you have any more tests or things you'd like to ask him? Yeah, floats up a couple spores towards you and then once you're able to speak with him he goes, "What?" Uh, so uh this guy Here's we're considering top, joining the the party and you know, generally you consult the current party members to see if they're a good fit. And so we've all put him through some some form of test and since you are part of the party, I'm just asking you if you'd like to test him or just ask him any questions and see if he fits the party. You did not test me. No. It doesn't seem fair to test him. That's a well, good point. Now, you were wanting information. You're wanting to explore. He's wanting to adventure. Those are two different things. Yeah, we're protecting you, yeah. And we we, we gladly do. You that. think he would be a danger to me? No, to you, you look over he and he's like dropped the pickaxe again and is like trying <laughs> to lift it back up over his shoulder we're, to pose. We're trying to discover if he will be a danger to himself. <laughs> he will certainly be a danger to himself. <laughs> and we want we want him to understand that. Hmm. Why would you not just tell him? We did. Oh. 
Well, but some people need to hear with actions rather he than He technically words. passed our tests. I hear with oh, there's thoughts. one. There's there's one more test. Oh, what is the remaining test? Push him off a cliff? Hey Franklin. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Come here. This is gonna be good. Franklin waddles over to you. He just leaves his pick on the ground, decides he looks better without it. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, don't leave your gear. Never never leave your gear behind. That's he turns around, cool. walks back over to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pretend go. to pull out a piece of paper and pretend I'm making notes up. That's one point <laughs> he, he walks back up to you. Alright. Now here's the thing. Uh-huh. Sometimes sometimes when you're out adventuring, you have to be willing to bend the rules. How willing are you to do something illegal? if the adventure and the the greater good calls for it how illegal are we talking like are we are we talking about cutting in line <laughs> like yeah yeah we're talking about cutting in line I, what's the line for what are we what are we queuing up for are is his family in here no his family are out okay now here's the thing um if uh well also we need to we need to test your ability to like you know be loyal to the group and and to to not go snitching on no folks either so i'm gonna do something illegal and we're gonna test your ability (laughs) to contain yourself okay okay he turns around to the other three of you and goes he's gonna cut in line (laughs) turns back yeah man which line are you gonna cut in I'm also going to add a die to the tension pool. <laughs> Zoth asks, Zoth says, uh, which line would be the worst to cut in? Um, probably the line at church. All right, here we go. And I'm going to, I'm going to cast magic missile. Ooh. Ooh. No. <laughs> Wait. Where? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna cast magic missile on his dining room table, just right in the middle. On his dining like, room table. Yep, yep, inside. Okay. Um, and he should know that spells, especially like straight up magic, is illegal oh. to do in the bowl. Yep. In town. I'm also rolling the complication die to see if anything happens to you for doing something illegal in the middle of town. Uh, yep. Okay. Go ahead and and I guess it, there's no yeah. save or anything. It, auto it just hits. happens. So How much damage darts. do you deal to this man? <laughs> oh, it's a bunch. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's max damage there. Um, oh no. no. So seven plus three. How ten, loud is this? <laughs> ten damage as these purple darts fly out of the blunderbuss and just <laughs> smash into the dining room table. Oh no, my table. That- uh, it's broken. Because <laughs> oh, no. his table just splinters onto the ground. What am I gonna do with my? Why would you do that? It doesn't look like you're containing yourself. I'm contain. I'll contain you. And he like <laughs> hefts his pickaxe again. Why would you do that to someone who just wants to adventure with you, huh? I just get up in his face and I say, if you can't contain yourself in this pitiful excuse for danger, what are you gonna do when your life is on the line? Roll and intimidation. I'm, I'm instigating. I'm trying to get him to hit me. Okay. Uh, 17 plus some stuff. Okay. You successfully intimidate him and his fight or flight kicks in. I'm going to roll percentile to see which it is. <laughs> 18 total. 
Uh, Matt, roll a percentile. Yes. I need to roll higher than you. Uh, that would be a zero on the single digit. Is that a 10? No. Yes. Oh. No. No, not on the single no. digits. Wait. Okay. Then it's 50. Yeah, that makes sense. He rolled a 96. Oh. So he, you get up in his face and he goes, now you just take a step back. And he literally headbutts you with his big mole face. All right. Um, what did he get to hit? He rolled a 12 to hit. 12 to hit. My armor class is 11. Okay. So I cast mage armor and just coat myself in this shell of magical energy and his head just ricochets off of Jeb. Are you able to do that as a reaction? You, uh, okay. It is a reaction spell. Okay. So you cast... And I say... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so you cast mage armor and mm -hmm. his head bounces off and he like... And, and takes a little bit of the, the impact, the, the blunt force damage he was going to do to you hits him. And he tosses his axe aside and just leaps towards you with his little mole uh, claws out. Oh, he's going. Can Zoth step in and try and catch him and hold him back? Okay, Zoth's going to step in and try and catch him uh, and hold him back. I'm going to try to step in but between Zoth. I'm going to try to stop Zoth. <laughs> uh, Fox. Apple Katie, great timing with that Ooh. random encounter because I was just about to tell the party, Fox, you're about to step in and interrupt Zoth when you see in the distance a familiar deputy and what looks like another deputy you don't recognize coming down the road towards you. Uh, one of them is the deputy who cited you earlier, not the angry one, the other one, the, the more reasonable yeah. guy. Um, he's coming down the road towards you. So now, now Jeb, there are there's no need to roughhouse... Um, we, we all know, you know, we could probably find a better way place to wrestle. He rolled a 15, Jeb, to, um, grapple you. Um, to grapple me? Yeah. Oh, that's I, right. Can I, I... I... So this is like a, this is a new round, right? Yeah. And Zoth is okay. trying to restrain him. So I should let Zoth do that first before he, yeah. before his roll. I'm happened. just trying to Well, I was going to say, him. I didn't get an action last turn. Because my. Yeah, his, uh, his major armor is a Oh, you're right. Okay. Or, or or was was my magic missile? That's what I thought. Action. Your magic missile was okay. that round. No, never um, mind. Never mind then. So okay. So Zothkug, you're gonna try and restrain him. Roll. Yeah. Roll to grapple. So that's um, your athletics versus his acrobatics. Okay. Which he's untrained in. So it's just a straight roll. Neither am I. He got an eleven. Uh, I got a twelve. Whoa. All right. You are able to restrain him barely. I'm like. Whoa, Jeb. Whoa, let's let's all cool it. You, okay. Wait, are these you are not the... Jeb or are you restraining Franklin? No, I'm restraining Franklin, okay. but I'm telling Jeb to, to cool it. When you restrain Franklin, being that you are seven and a half feet tall and he's two and a half shins tall, how do you restrain him? Like do you lift him off the ground? Do you just get down on his level and hold him back? Oh. Uh so... I was just gonna like hold his collar. Okay. One point of note: We're doing this in his house, so I don't know if that affects. His no, I thought this was outside. You're outside his house. You guys went out front for yeah, the yeah. You guys stepped outside. Alan. Oh yeah, no, you went. I back told him that I wanted and, to go back yeah, in true. because of the table. Oh okay. I, I wanted to cast the spell inside there. I Jeb didn't want to go casting no spells just out in the out like out in the street. Okay, so Zothkug has reached through the door to restrain yeah. him. Then uh, yes, so However, Zothkug is just <laughs> reaching into a door, which is what the deputies see yeah. as they walk towards you at the beginning of this round. Um, they for this round they're gonna break into a dash. It will take them two rounds to cover the distance to you. So you have one more round to try and like with a smile. get the heck out. <laughs> Zoth is just like, hey guys, uh, let let's both cool it, all right? This this is not the vibes we want. 
anywhere near us if we can help it, okay? Look we at can my pay face, for Franklin. a new table. Franklin, look at my face. I am cool. Like Zoth is saying, I am cool. This is going on. You, do you have what it takes to keep your cool in a situation like this out on some adventure? Some adventure that's so important that if it doesn't happen, then that difficult question can't be answered. The difficult choice can't be made and everything gets plunged into darkness. Do you have what it takes, Franklin? The hardest choice right now is just whether to kill you or whether to kill your friends. And he begins his villain arc. Because <laughs> 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 if you do, if you do, then you can come. But if you can't, You'd be better off staying here with your family. Also, we can buy you a new table. We're very sorry for this. <laughs> oh, I can fix your table. That's not a problem. He, like, slowly relaxes. Like, we'll have to see. Once he cools down, Zoth will let him go. And okay. then uh, pull his arm out and stand up. Okay, and then you stand up probably and now you notice. also see deputies sprinting towards you. Just smile and wave. <laughs> Alan will look at Jeb and kind of raise his eyebrows like, damn, didn't know that Jeb had like a drill sergeant side of him. And Alan respects <laughs> it. Like, Alan is like, okay. Alan's here for it. Like, all right. Because he, Alan knows what he, he did. Like, Alan's like, uh, Alan's had that happen to him. Like, that's that's what that's what happens when you're in the military. They have to break so, you yeah, before they can build yeah. you. <laughs> so, dang. Al, Alan will, has, has some res newfound respect for Jeb there. We will build this NPC in our own image. <laughs> but will you build this table? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a web we weave. Ah. Anyways. We're, we're I think, All out right, of no the No one combat. else is going to take any actions, then we're going to go into the next round, and the deputies are going to arrive on the scene. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The deputies run up to the scene and go, "What in, what in Sam Hale is happening over here? You lot again!" And the first one pulls out his paper and compares as if there's any other mishmash of three <laughs> tall folk in tumbleweb. Does Alan catch a glimpse together. of what his name is on the paper? <laughs> <laughs> Roll perception with disadvantage because you weren't expecting him to whip the paper back out. Okay, hold on. I love that Alan's mind goes there. <laughs> Uh, uh, six. Not good. Nope. <laughs> you do not catch a glimpse of what, what your name is. What seems to be the problems, officer? What are you doing reaching into this man's house? He comes around the corner and looks at him. He, look at this man. You Are you okay, sir? And the deputy walks in and walks up to Franklin and he goes, I'm, I'm fine, officer. I'm cool. <laughs> yes. And the, the deputy looks at him and goes, are you sure? Because these, these folk have been causing trouble already. You know, if you want to if you want to file a report, we'll get him. We'll get him right out of town. And he goes, "It's all right, officer. They're friends of mine." <laughs> you know, like, his like face gets the like hero angle light on it. <laughs> like we're actually thinking of going into business together, officer. And sometimes business parties have little little discussions that get heated. Yeah, but man. Cool I was now. just reaching in to just, just uh, dissolve the situation and make sure everyone stays cool before anyone did anything they regret. What happened to your table? Nope. I was a uh, uh, an accident. Training exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're training to be uh, table breakers. 
we're we're gonna be ta- table breakers. It is a new right, emerging right industry that yeah, uh, man. has not yet really been tapped. The market is not saturated yet. Well, There's a lot of a potential in tapped, the That's for sure. That is true. That's what we will offer. One of you, yep, the table to elect breakers. someone to roll persuasion. That's who we are. We're the table breakers. <laughs> All, right. All right, that's our oh, group no. name. All right, <laughs> the table Goodness. tappers. Okay. Planned obsolescence <laughs> for tables. All right, twenty-two. I see officers. It's as simple as this. Okay. Um, a lot of people, you know, they just can't move their furniture as easily. We go in and disassemble their furniture and these days you know it's just a lot faster to disassemble it that way okay and it's a really untapped market because only we have the skills to reassemble that only table. you have the skill oh to reassemble it's gonna say because all you did was hit it no we can what? only get away with it because we have the skills to reassemble it when did fox turn into jerry seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> but we have the skills to reassemble it <laughs> Only well, way. I don't see it going anywhere, but if Edison can take off, I guess anything can take off. Now we're sorry. It looks like it was a commotion to you. I, you know what? Are, are you just pounding us because we're tall? Is that what this is about? I'm just saying. The the one deputy says to the other, but clearly he's actually talking to you. I'm just saying, ain't no way that creatures that tall can be can be sentient, okay? There's way too much space, way too much space between, like, where their heart pumps their blood and their brain for, the, for their <laughs> intellect to, like, keep up. You know, shorter, smarter. I've always said it. I've always known it. You know, like, this man, he looks at Jeb, who is standing inside the house, cool I as am- a cucumber. This man's collected. He's standing. We're trying to probably have a discussion around this table, and probably one of these giant oafs, what what they did is they came in, and I'm, they I'm, just ba-boomed I'm writing right this on the table down there. Down. You're writing, writing this down. down. Are you pulling out your smartphone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm writing this down. I'm just yeah, saying. Uh, actually, officers, uh, could you point me in the way to your foreign relations? Uh, foreign relations? <laughs> your embassy? Your, uh, your... You found City Hall just fine last time. <laughs> so City Hall deals with all outsiders. Well, it's where the government is. Duh. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll have to take this prejudice to the government. So if, if you'll excuse me, I'll head back to City Hall then. It's okay, officer. He you know, he's gets a little offended about being referred to as vertically challenged, but, you know, <laughs> they, they all get used to it. I'm just saying it's a challenge being that tall, okay? I'm it not, is, I, it's not it an is. insult. I'm just saying a true thing. I mean, it's it's a known fact. Tall, yeah. But, you know. But you know what? We we can we can pity them for that. You know, we can we can cut them a little bit of slack because they just you know it, it's it's tougher on them. So. Well, that's the second slack we will have cut them today. You better try and keep these ruffians in shape, okay? I don't know what kind of zoo you're running, but a you tall gotta, one. You clearly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And he they turn around and stroll off into the distance with their spurs. I'm just behind kidding, them as Fox, they take their bow legged steps. I know. You did the right Jeb, man, do you actually have tall people zoos? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have tall people ranches. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, I really want to go to that that ballroom dancing recital, right? Yeah, yeah That's going to be a tall people zoo, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, man, you should talk with your family about the adventuring, but I would love to have you with us. Well, where are you staying? Where where can we where are we gonna start from? 
you know? Because we got to, like, you know, go over clues and stuff, right? We should make so, a conspiracy board. I think I've got, like, agree. some string and stuff. Okay, here's, here's what we need to do. You need to take the rest of the day. You know? uh -huh. Well, we, you, do, you don't want to start a new shift in the middle of the day, right? That makes the hours weird and right. all that stuff. So, so go ahead and take the day. Talk with your family. Make sure that your make sure that your wife's in on this and that she's okay with it. Just give them, give them the old talk and let them know what kind of time frame you're going to be gone. Okay. Because we we could be going we could be going deep underground. We All could right. be gone for a couple weeks. Or longer. Um, what did or you, longer. What'd you tell your wife? Months. How'd you how'd you have that conversation with her? Oh, oh I'm not married. That was yeah. He's not married. He's not married. But uh, <laughs> and make sure you get all your gear together, and then uh, meet us at uh, let's see which. Fox? We could just meet you, you here tomorrow ends, morning right? when we're ready to go. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. It was, uh, we'll pick you up in the morning. Spur. The Silver Spur. Yeah, we'll meet you at the Silver Spur. All right. What time? Oh, daybreak. Like little, little after daybreak. First thing in the morning. All right. I'll be there. And he turns around and goes, can, can you put my table back together, though? Yeah, sure. And um, Jeb actually swapped out one of his cantrips the other night. He's going to cast <laughs> men, cast mending on it. And the table just, like, reforms back together. And the wood, like, stitches the fibers so back together and everything. He goes, and, this uh, is going to be so cool. I mean, I'm cool. We'll see what you can do. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm cool. I agree. All right. I think it will be cool. This will be great. All right. And then I invite Yeah back to the pot or on the shoulder or whatever he sure. wants to do. Yeah, goes back Come to the pot. Come on, back to the pot. Uh, <laughs> Zothkug's always going back to the pot. Sorry. What? That's true. Absolutely. He always has been. <laughs> Does the, the pun command not work? <laughs> uh, no, so... It's, chat there one of the tools that we use is is real broke tonight and we're not sure why um it it might be a software update thing but anyway so one of our tools is not running that's why there's no 3d on screen and that's also why there's no pun um first rule of circle club is be there be square but i'll give you a pun because you redeemed a pun uh where do so okay so let's say for example that you are one of the shorter races, you know, you're a halfling, you're a gnome, you're, you're dirt, whatever, and you have, you need like a building project, like you want to go work on your deck or whatever. Where do you go to get the supplies for that? Home Depot. Gnome Depot. Uh, <laughs> got him. I got a pun for you. Alrighty. All right, guys, now that that's taken care of, uh, <laughs> do we want to head to the, uh, the, like, the next guy? Elliot Orchid, um, who's been seeing weird stuff? Yeah. Musicians don't die; they just decompose. <laughs> Do you want to go check out the guy who's okay. seeing weird are stuff? We, are we talking distance? Like, are, how do we just? Did you I'm not like my pun? Come on, Fox! I thought it was a good pun. <laughs> I even said it to you in my voice with my mouth. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Jib. I'm a little. When we walk cause... down the road, we are within talking distance. That's like, I mean, I know you like to scout out ahead and stuff, but you know, we're in the city, man. We don't need to do that. I was making sure we're away from a certain somebody. That you mean our I'm, new party I'm member surprised. that totally earned his keep? I was gonna say yeah. I do I'm believe surprised. he proved himself. I mean, look at look at Owlin's shin. It's it's mildly <laughs> it's bruised. It's got a slight red mark on it. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be a liability. I do not we're, believe we're he, all a liability. He was not a liability, I'm a liability whatsoever in that encounter. He was actually an <laughs> asset to himself. <laughs> 
I mean, when I fire up big stuff, it makes all of us a liability. It's like, hey, man, just let him come. You know, it's a new friend. All I'm saying, if you if y'all are really gonna go forward with this, y- y'all can take responsibility for when it all goes. Okay, happens. okay. What so what? We it all have responsibility like, for ourselves. It sounds like he's not the problem. It sounds like your conscience is the problem. <laughs> I think you're feeling a little guilty. Like he's gonna die, and it's gonna be on your hands. Hey, man. No, I'll tell you what. It quite, quite clear, clearly won't. Well, see, that's the thing is that he passed all of the tests and he proved that he is, that, you know, he legitimately wants to, even in the face of all of this stuff. If he dies, that's on him. He is the intern. Yeah, Josh said it perfectly in the chat. He's the intern. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of interns, I've been having this idea, I've been cooking it around in my head. We should, right, we man. should, we should incorporate, like, like all of us. We should, we should like, incorporate. Uh, yeah. What does that mean, man? That we should become a corporation. Oh, like okay. start a company. Are you, just, yeah. to, just to clarify for me as the DM here, are you just standing outside his house having this conversation, or are you walking somewhere? I assume we're walking. Oh, we're walking somewhere. Okay. I thought walking we were walking to the. To the yeah, yeah. We might not know yeah. where, but we're walking. Somewhere. That's fine. You're going to the next posting. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Maybe we'll wait. I think. I think you're on to something, Jeb. Yeah, what are we gonna totally sell, man? Uh, well, well, see, we would how, how we do, would sell our services. How does uh, how do uh, as an adventuring party? Business, like, in, yeah. how does incorporating work in 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 the in in Tumbleweb? I, you know, because I I don't know in where I'm from. It may be smarter for us to uh, become an LLC rather than incorporate. Mm, mm. What's an yeah. LLC, well, man? We just sort of open up shops where limited I'm limited liability corporation. Uh, it's a little bit different, but uh, you know it it. Yeah. Hey, man, all I knew is that you just walk up, introduce yourself as working for Blah, and next thing you know, Blah's a company. I, 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 mean, I mean, that's my understanding of that, it all. That We're a little less regulated around here, so I mean, it's probably, but you know, iterative changes. I say we just start a corporation and then we can tack on the limited liability later if we need to. Okay, that's right. Because goodness gracious, you know that we're going to need some liability with the amount of chaos we cause. This is true. But uh, but I thought it would be really nice to, you know, when whenever we offer our services and, you know, want to help somebody out, then we can, you know, like slap them a business card or an invoice and be right. like, yep, we can do it for this. this you if know, we're going to do help, this, yeah. I handle the deals, okay? Unless they're party related, then I handle them. <laughs> no. Ooh. No, Zoth hey, never Hey, Zoth is deals. HR. Yes. <laughs> yes. I... I what, what well, I'm actually OR. We... Thank you very much. <laughs> what services do we, uh, do we offer uh, in this in this scenario, Jebediah? It's because well, he's I our mean... relations. Yep. Uh, no. That's amazing. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure we could we could develop products to sell as we go, but but right now, you know, we've been helping out folks and. Yeah, are you okay, Fox? You look like you have a headache. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's very observant of you. Man. I try to keep my my mind keenly and my eye keenly pointed to exactly what you want. In Fox has areas. a shenanigan that's quota, I, and we've met it for today. That's why I ignored you a little while ago when you tried to get out of the test for you know thieving stuff. 
so uh dm 13 uh is anybody like following us i'm literally looking for anything else to do besides this conversation <laughs> uh no but you have arrived you're now standing outside the next house oh would you look at that i mean weird people are looking at you weird because you're a bunch of tall folk but nobody's like following you or spooking or whatever here we are uh, so i mean i can obviously sell key lime juice i mean that's like one thing but that's just like you know tiny little tiny little stuff i can we sell can... a transcendental transcendental experience man. you could also he- there sell is no answer services. when you knock on the door uh fox can do like lock picking like like a locksmith somebody gets locked out of their house Hello? he can totally do that this time uh, you uh, realize that the door looks like it might have been forced shut like like the hinges are like a little bit off kilter and so the door's kind of jammed but it's not actually like the handle's not closed or anything like that are we out like on a busy street uh no you're still you're on like you're in the first ring now okay is this like a what i'm asking is this like a little side street off of the main thoroughfare or oh yeah is this like you're off the main okay. thoroughfare yes. i've never heard anyone say thoroughfare in my life seriously yeah that's neither have I. Let's and not focus thorough. on that now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not focus on your lack of a vocabulary. Um, sorry. Right, I'm gonna do a quick uh, look around. Um, anybody looking over, or anybody looking like they're coming our way anytime soon? Uh, perception. That is a twenty-one. Uh, no, there's nobody looking. You you seem relatively unobserved. All right, Jeb. I think somebody's messed with this door. Watch my back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got Uh, got your back. Hold on. This this door's like two shins, right? Yeah. All right. I I figure it's probably light enough that I can just, like, jiggle it to see if it's still attached to the door frame. You jiggle it, and it, like, falls off the the hinges. The door just falls towards you. Looking into the house ahead of you, uh, Elliot Orchid's home is a little bit larger than the first house you visited, which is to say there's a room in there for probably like the tall folk would just have to kind of bend. You wouldn't have to be like hands and knees crawling. Um, There's a a nice living room and then kind of dug off to the sides. There are several other, there's like a little den and there's a library and things like that, Uh, or not a library, but like a little study, you know, Um, like a private study and and a little home office and and what have you. And um, there's also nobody there. There's nobody in the house. And the inside looks pretty ransacked. Um, it looks like someone has gone through looking for something. Papers are scattered all over the floor, and furniture has been flipped and, and upended, and the, the house is just a, an absolute wreckage. That's what right. you see. Um, quick, Jeb, I need you to keep an eye out. You too. Shouldn't Jeb go in since he fits? <laughs> Trust me on this. Jeb's going to look best standing outside than the rest of us. You two, I need you to go find somewhere else to sit by and not look suspicious near this door. I'm going to figure out what happened in here. It looks like he got ransacked. I think something might have happened in this house. Here's, here's, Alan, what I, here's what I think. Let's go have a powwow. Here's what I think. We could do treasure retrieval. We could do, like, monster slaying. Uh, Jeb, I, and our Jeb, slogan can, could be... We can be, talk about this a little bit later. I, I think We get dangerous so you don't have to. I like okay. that a lot, Jeb, but let's... I'm going inside the house and putting yeah. the door back on its frame behind me. Okay. You or at ent- least leaning in a way it looks like it. Yeah, you enter the house and lean the... You're basically an expert at leaning doors at this point. You've done that before. So, <laughs> all right. You are now inside the house. Um, do you want to roll an investigation for me and see what you can find out? 
Yes. Uh, one of the first things I want to check is, does it look like any valuables are still left behind? Okay. Also, um, Jeb, I'd like a perception for your lookout. Investigation. I got a 11. Okay. Um, there are still valuables in the house. You see, like, you know, there's like a nice vase with some flowers in it. Um, there's, it looks like a fairly expensive gem sitting on one, um, one little table. Um, it's mostly, it looks like mostly papers and files are what are all over the floor and what's been like really gone through as you're investigating. Uh, you also notice that at the back of the house, there is a, uh, kind of a discrepancy in the dirt, like the back dirt wall at the back of the house. There's a patch of it that looks like it was recently dug. All right. Um, I'm going to go back out to the door uh, and just okay, poke Jeb, it I open. See you. Uh, hey, Jeb, I could use your expertise in so, here. So if we manage our profit margins properly. Uh, Josh. And if we... Uh, <laughs> they're not, is there like a bench nearby? They're not um, your business. Sure. Not too far away. We'll say okay. maybe <laughs> like 53 feet down the tunnel from where you are now. Okay. I'll just lead Alan to the bench and just have it. It's like sit right at the end. top rim of the bowl. So it's like a bench, you know, with like looking down on downtown, basically, like a panoramic view type thing. Cool. Uh, okay, okay. So what are we going with, Fox and Jeb? Yeah. What, 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 sorry, Fox. I was kind of lost in thought. What, what, yeah. what do you need? Come in here, Jeb. I need your expertise. Okay. And I pull the door and just like, and I <laughs> just like walk in. Okay. I go and put the door back <laughs> up. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna add a die you're, to the tension pool. <laughs> you're you're really good at that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, starting to think I should put it on a resume. Anyway. Well, we could add that to our services. <laughs> Jeb, focus. Alright. The back wall there. It looks like it's not like the rest of the house. A little bit more fresh. Can you tell me anything more about it? Hmm. Can I make an investigation check on the back wall that looks fresh? You can make it with advantage. What? Mm -hmm. It looks that fresh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh, like I am drawings. running. Yeah. <laughs> Clown shoes. What? 11. Okay. Uh, it is definitely freshly dug. It looks like the hole was closed from the other side. Mm hmm. Looks like it was closed from the other side. Freshly dug. Good keen eye on that. Want me to dig it out? Yeah, if you don't mind. Sure. <laughs> Suddenly, Fox has a lot of dagger. Scoop, 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 scoop. Okay. Just in case. You scoop it out, and you get like three or four scrapes. Went. Uh, a loud oh, child's cry comes from inside the hole. You dig a little bit further, and there is a young dirt girl tucked in the back, looking terrified, like pushed back against the wall. Hey, darling. You all right in there? It's all right. We're friends. We're we're not here to hurt you. We're here to help. She just shrinks back even further away from you, like pushed into the wall. She turns around and starts to try and like dig away a little bit further. It's um, just like a tiny little hole that she's made. Um, I'm sure your mom and dad told you to told you to bury yourself in here. It's good on you. Good, <laughs> good thinking. Oh, she like kind of bursts into tears. I am going to uh, um, finish digging it out a, okay. a, enough so that I can I can get in there. Okay, so you dig out the hole. Are you just going in with her? Like um, 
Yeah, yeah, if there's room. Like, is it a closet, essentially, or something? Or It's literally, or it... like, she dug the burrow. So it's, like, oh, okay. exactly her width, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'll take my hat off. Mm-hmm. Kind of seem a little less imposing and put it on the ground. I'm going to back away so I'm not crowding. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What's your, what's your name? I'm, I'm Jib. Roll a charisma. Hey, there's a roll. Straight charisma? Yeah. 18. Ooh. Annabelle? Annabelle. That's a pretty name, Annabelle. Well, I tell you what, are you hungry? He, like, pulls back away from you again into the hole further. Kind of curled up on herself. I'm going to sit on the ground cross-legged and uncork my water skin. And I'm going to say, shh, don't tell anybody. And I'm going to point my blunderbuss at it and go, and kind of use some prestidigitation to flavor it a little bit. Okay. I'm going to take, take a little sip and I'm going to offer her some. You want some? You thirsty? Roll charisma with advantage. Ooh, that's a uh, natural 20. Ooh. She reaches forward and like gingerly Take takes, the, takes the water skin from you. What does it smell like? Key lime pie. <laughs> she smells it and then slowly like... Mm-hmm. And she like drinks oh. the whole thing down and she's got that like, you know how like after a child has an absolute tantrum where their face is mm-hmm. kind of covered in tears, but they've sort of stopped crying and are in that weird like post storm. She has yeah. that look on her face where she's like exhausted, but like, like isn't, isn't totally present. She like hands it back to you. Th- mm-hmm. Thank you. <clears throat> and I'm just kind of, kind of, kind of kind of get comfortable and kind of lean in the doorway a little bit just to like get show a a relaxed position to kind of help her mirror a relaxed position okay and uh and i'm gonna say um well annabelle um is uh what what are you doing here all by yourself well i was i was playing magic tunnel uh, you are familiar with Magic Tunnel, which is a very popular children's game for the dirt, where it's similar to hide-and-seek, except instead of hiding somewhere that already exists, you pick one wall in your house to make a burrow in, and the idea is you're trying to find the like the dirt that's not right, right and that's how you find them. So that's Magic Tunnel. Yeah. I, I was playing Magic Tunnel, and... Um, cause we, I love I, Magic Tunnel. Daddy always plays Magic Tunnel before before he goes to work. And, um, and as I was closing the tunnel... <laughs> and she like just breaks back down into into crying again. Well, you did really good. I had a very very hard time finding you here. You must play Magic Tunnel a lot. Roll charisma with advantage. Rolling hot tonight, Josh. That's another eighteen. Nice. Ooh. We need it. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, I, Daddy says I'm best. At, at Magic Tunnel. My sister's not nearly as good. Sure, sure, sure. What's your sister's name? Her name is Lisa. Lisa? That's a pretty name. That's a yeah. very pretty name. Is she an older sister or is she a younger sister? She's older. She's she's away at school. Mm, mm. You I'm, know, you look I'm like you're probably getting 
Yeah, I was gonna say you look like you're probably getting getting old enough to go to school too. Are you excited about that? Daddy says next year I can go to school. <sighs> Hold on a second. Okay. You know the arm thing? Like you know they say if you if you can put your arm over and touch the ears on the other side of your head that you're old enough to go to school. Do that. How how close are you? Can you do that? She tries. And she can totally do it. Oh, see, I told you, that's so exciting. Look at that. You're perfectly ready to go. Your daddy knows what's, he didn't knows what's right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like the first little smile through, you know, peeking through the, the sadness. Um, yeah. Well, darling, I don't want to leave who you. Who are you? Oh, oh I, well, I said earlier, but you might not have heard me. My name is Jebediah. You can call me Jeb. Um, and y'all, you always know it's me because I wear my hat just like this, and I, and I put the hat on. How how come you're here? Well, we came here to uh, to to visit, and DM, could you actually remind me what which quest we were? Uh, yeah, he's been seeing strange things, right? Yeah, I need help making sense of strange things I've been seeing. That was posted by mm -hmm. Elliot Orchid on the notice Thank board. You. Thank you. Um, well, your your daddy. Had uh, had posted job, said he was seeing some strange things, and and wanted some help, kind of figuring out what they were. And so I was just coming here to talk to him, see if we could help figure out what those strange things were, and uh, and see if we could help. And then I found you here, and I didn't find him. Do you know where he's at? I don't, I don't know where Daddy is. I I I put that on the board, and I think I got Daddy in trouble. I um. This, this morning we were playing magic tunnel before daddy goes to work because we always play magic tunnel and and I was I was finishing my tunnel and and right as I was right as I was finishing it I um uh, someone someone came in and 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 put a bag over daddy's daddy's head and I don't know where it is and she like starts to cry again and like rock back and forth a little bit I'm gonna reach over and put my arm around her uh, roll charisma with advantage. 18 again. That's like three 17s in a row. She like slowly calms down and like stops crying again while she's sitting next to you. I'm going to do some some deep breaths really loudly to get her to like mimic okay. the deep breaths. She she does it. She follows your lead. Now listen here. You didn't do anything wrong. If you put that on there, um, if you put that board on there, you know what that means? That means that you asked me to come, and guess what? I'm here, and I'm going to help. You can help? I can help. Oh, okay. If I couldn't help, then I wouldn't be here, and I'm here. So we're going we're gonna to get this taken care of. Oh, okay. Um, okay. All right, Annabelle. Now, were you the one that saw strange things happening. Yeah, and, and Daddy didn't think that it was anything um, to put on the board. He said said not to tell anybody yet. He had to, he had a meeting with um, Miss Miss Mosk coming up and um, and he was supposed to talk to her about it, I think. Um, so, so Daddy, um, he, he works for Edison and, and um, um, sometimes I go to work with him in the evenings because mm. that way he does, you know, because I can't be home by myself for too long. So 
I would go to work with him, and they have this weird thing at Edison called a bet at the back of the shop. He, you know, he, he sells carts. And at the back mm-hmm. of the shop, they have this thing called a bed. It's so weird. It's it's not like dirt. It's like like a thing you're supposed... It's like a nest, but but weirder. And um, and Daddy would just... He would put me on the on the bed, and that's where I would just curl up, and I would do, I would do coloring on the bed. You want to see my picture? And she like pulls out a, a parchment with like a, a really hastily drawn. It's like a, a little cart thing with a person standing next to it, handshaking another, per- like just stick figures. He goes, mm-hmm. this one's daddy and this one's someone who's buying a cart. And that way oh, daddy's helping good. them get around. And um, and one night I was I was doing my art and I saw this strange um, tall tall folk g- came in. She she had dark skin and purple hair. It was so weird. I've never seen purple hair before, and um, and 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 teal eyes without any of the the black cir- You know how the black circles are supposed mm-hmm. to be not. But she didn't have any. It was really spooky. But she didn't see me because um, I was just laying so still and doing my drawing. She just slipped right past me, and, and I heard some papers rustling, and then she left again, and she didn't see me. Um, so, so I, I told daddy about it cause it was so weird and, and I thought he would want to know, but daddy said, um, that he would have to, he would have to tell, um, miss, miss Mosk. That's his boss. Daddy's boss is miss Mosk. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, so I asked if I could go, um, to work with daddy that morning cause I was scared to be here, um, by myself. So I went, I went with daddy to work. And um, and he had a meeting with Miss Mosk right in the beginning. Um, and they went into Daddy's office, and dad, Daddy gets his own office because you know he locks up the shop some evenings, so he has to have a safe place to put all the things. So um, so Daddy has his own office. So they went into Daddy's office, and while they were talking, um, I I was thinking that even though Daddy said not to tell anybody, that maybe someone could help us understand who the lady was. So so I took one of his fancy papers with his signature that he uses for when he sells things, and I just wrote it, wrote about it and put it on the board. Um, that was a, a, a two days ago that I did that. But then this morning we were playing Magic Tunnel because we always play Magic Tunnel before Daddy goes to work, and right after I was hiding. Um, I I heard this loud noise and I thought Daddy had stubbed his toe on the table again because he always stubs his claw on the table. Um, but I, I dug out a hole to see if he was okay. But instead, this mean lady um, with a chain wrapped around her arm punched him right in the face. She punched him in the face and then put it back on his head and took Daddy and I don't know where they went. And she kind of breaks down again into crying. I give her a little pat on the back and I say, Annabelle, you are so brave. And you are so smart. And you don't know. You don't know if this happened because of you. Your brain, your, your mind is probably going to want to tell you that it's because of you. But, but you don't know that. And if this would have happened anyway, you did the smartest thing by getting us there. And getting us here. Now, I have a couple friends outside. They're a couple tall folk. They're really nice. The bigger they are, the bigger their heart is. I'm just going to tell you right that. They're good people. Okay? We're going to go out there. And we're going to... uh, We're going to tell them... I'm going to tell them your story. And then we're going to see if we can figure out what happened to your daddy. And we're going to get him back to you. Okay? Okay. Matt, is this a DM question? Yes. Okay. What's up? As I was saying, while they're doing that, I uh, rolled a net 20 to look around uh, to see context clues, what kind of papers were missing. Okay. Um, I'll come back to that as soon as this is this interaction done, Jeb. Or are you leading her out front to meet with the tall folk? I I think we're I think we're pretty much done. Okay. She's she's like calm down. I'm gonna just hold her by the hand and 
and walk her out. She's she's probably like a foot tall, right? Yeah, she's like teeny. Yeah, she's like tiny. Um, okay, so you lead her back out front, and while you do that, Fox um, like kind of ducks back inside to look around the house, and she just you know holds onto your hand and follows you out. She doesn't even acknowledge him. Um, Fox, you duck around the house with very perceptive eyes, especially now that you kind of know what you're dealing with and, and what you're looking for. Um, you notice that the papers that are scattered around the floor, it does look like Elliot brought work home with him fairly often. A lot of them are sales reports, um, closing reports for days, like profit and loss statements, things like that. That You know, things that someone who's closing a shop would have with them. Closing reports um, for days. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a lot of that kind of information. But you do notice that he also has a couple of, like, hand-drawn sketches and things like that that seem to be, like, idea-slash-prototype kind of things. Like, he's designing something new and hasn't refined it yet. You see a lot of iterations of the same thing. And um, these are on not Edison letterhead. Like, they're, you know, on scratch paper or whatever. And you notice that it seems like some of that scratch paper is missing. Like, there's a, you know, a drawer that was supposed to be full of scratch paper, and it's all been, like, dumped out on the ground and gone through. But you can see, like, for example, you see design iterations 1 through 11, and then 12 is missing, and then 13 and 14, and then and then 15 is missing. And so it kind of goes goes through like that. Um, and that seems to be the only thing that was taken. Hmm. Um, from the iterations that have missing pieces, I want to grab... Um just like the surrounding iterations okay if that makes sense yeah like, uh, iteration if, if it was 10 i went 9 and 11. yep that's fine um uh, and uh i'll just uh head back out cool i don't want to spend too much time in here i'll put the door back okay you put the door back and you come out front out front jebediah has just emerged and what are you doing jeb alan and zothkug you can see in the distance that jeb appears to be holding a small child's hand mm-hmm this so anyways, that's what a, a traditional Kalnor party is like, man. Uh, it sounds extremely interesting, uh, and I, I would love to participate sometime, <laughs> but I, I do believe that, uh, I, I, I think, do you see Jeb has a, a child? Hey guys, um, this is Annabelle. Annabelle, this is Zoth. Hi. She's Hello. like looking up, and I mean, you know, straight up to try and see yeah. Zoth's face, because she's like a I'll, foot tall. Uh, I'll try and like kneel down, and I'll I'll ask Yeah to come out and come down, and I'll be like, "This is my friend." Yeah, yeah climbs out of amazing. the pot, and she goes from looking straight up to looking like straight down to see <laughs> Yeah, and Yeah climbs up, um, like up Jeb's shin just a little bit, and reaches over and like just pats her on the back a little bit, um, and that's it. He doesn't like do any sports or anything. He just pats her on the back. This is yeah. Alan. And uh, and you saw the other gentleman inside. He's just kind of checking the place out. That's Fox. He's a fox, and, but he's a tall folk. No, no, his name is Fox. It's kind of silly, but yeah, he has an animal name. Oh, okay. Um, can you turn into a fox? Because that would be so cool. Yeah, Fox. Can you turn into a fox? Fox is inside. Yes, yeah, so I, I come back in. Yeah, sure. You uh, just arrive back. Uh... I look left and right. Is there anybody else on the street right now? The second? No. The street right, rolled I a will... one to perception. So there's <laughs> no, nobody else on the street. I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, morph my face into that that looks exactly like a fox. 
Uh, roll performance to see how close it is to a fox. You definitely morph it. It's morphin' time. <laughs> Mighty morphin' <laughs> fox. Okay, yeah. You you look pretty convincingly like a fox. Pretty cool, and, huh? And I, I wink and say, now don't tell no one. I, I won't. That's so cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> he can turn into a fox, she says, turning back to Jebediah. Now remember, it's a secret. Okay, oh, tell right, anybody. right, right, right. I'm going to shake that my means, head and put my face back. But that means that, you know, we all know that he can turn into a fox. And now you're part of the group. You're, we're going to keep you safe. All right? Yeah, man. You're part of the adventuring team now. I don't okay. want to go that far, but <laughs> we're going to. Uh, What's an adventuring and, uh, team? Are we, we, we going to find daddy? That's right. Yes. That's right. And that's our yes. adventure that we're going on. Okay. What should right, I do? Guys. What you're going to do... Look out. I would... You know what? Zoth, do you think yeah, that man. there... That you think that would, there would be room for Annabelle in that pot next to Gaia? Uh... It'd be a tight I, I, fit with the plant. Like... Mm, okay. She well, I'll tell you what. She could just sit on the top of my shoulders. Well, I was going to say, you can sit on the top of my shoulders, Annabelle. I'll hold on to you. Okay. Yeah, I don't think she's. And I'll let you. I'll shoulders. let you wear my hat. She she puts on your hat, which of course like just covers her. Like so, just mm-hmm. her little legs are like poking out, sitting on your shoulders. So you're basically still wearing your hat. Yep. <laughs> it's like the All bend right. is just at a different spot than it normally is. Otherwise, it's like the same hat <laughs> or the same right. look. So, um, guys, we. Um, yeah, man. Uh. A person with a chain wrapped around like I reiterate iterate the whole story there was somebody yeah. with a chain wrapped around their arm that came and took Elliot um, and put him in a like swooped a bag over him took him off Fox do you like do we see any signs inside of a scuffle or are there any any clues or things that may have been left behind <laughs> that uh, that could like, so, give us some cl- indication of what was going on I was digging around and I found these pieces of paper, okay? Now, there were more surrounding this, but as you look, um, I kept on finding, I'd be like, this is eight, this one is ten, but nine would be missing. And I pull okay. out another pair. Um, uh, Fifteen, but sixteen is missing, then seventeen. Now, these seem to be iterations, some sort of plans, right? Um, and based off of where she said that he worked, I'm guessing that these were his own plans to himself and not something on work time. Mm. But it's definitely something that whoever it was, that's what they came after. Can we tell what their plans for? Um, I haven't really took a good look at them. Can I? Did they look like anything I would recognize? Like a chair? They don't look table? like anything you recognize. They're like detailed schematics of some kind. I mean, they're you know okay. sketched out, but they're drawn like right. schematics would can, be. So can it's Alan? Like, tell what they are i can't make alan you may use a a full short rest and an intelligence check to attempt to identify what they are okay alan will say i i i i believe i could uh figure out what they are but it would take time it would take some dedicated time oh hey do you want to try to make heads or tails of it let's take the time while we're here Uh, before we move on okay yes zothkuk would the would the chain around the arm match any of the posters we've seen or anything we've encountered or like jog anything or 
roll something I should roll for. I can't remember if you actually visited the South Notice border or if you just sent the auto ferret there, but for the sake of we the clue, we'll say that you visited. Um, the the wanted poster for Shark Harley was a woman who had a chain wrapped around her arm and wore like a leather biker jacket. Okay. I'll be like, guys, that, that girl on the wanted poster, Shark Harley, had a chain around her arm. Uh, that which right. matches the description, yes. So are we? Is it shark? Is it shark Harley or shark Harley? Shark Harley. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna see if then. Well, that means nobody else is probably gonna have a good idea if they're already putting notice boards looking for her. Um, I'm gonna go back to the. I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to go back to the front door. Uh, do I see any obvious, like... Prints or tracks? Is that what you're looking yeah. for? Uh, survival check. Oh, boy. That's a Nate. Nope. You don't see anything with a Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Are we taking the short rest now? Like, is that is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. I think so. You can. Hey, do you want to take the short rest yeah, now? Whenever we do, I have my intelligent rule ready. If we're going to stop, we should probably go you, stop uh, at the end. You could take the short rest while you sent Zoth to the tailor. That was the other like pre-party thing mm. you wanted to do. We could do that. Yeah, or that Zoth and Fox. I can't remember what the who was going to go, but you could send yeah, someone to the tailor and do a short rest while they do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So who's going to back to the inn for a short rest and who's going to the tailor? In for the short rest. Um, I'll go. I'll will... go with Alan. Okay, and, and so then you and Annabelle, um, yeah. and Alan head back to the inn. I'll, I'll go with Azoth, um, but I, I do not intend to fully go to the tailor. Okay, you're gonna try and like split off while he's there. Okay, splitting the party three ways. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Splitting the party for days. I figured since we're already splitting it. <laughs> uh, before I leave, uh, I would ask Je- Jeb, what is um, what is like party attire for for tumbleweed? Ooh, DM. I mean, Jeb's kind of like a country bumpkin. Would he know what like inner city party attire looks like? Um, Jeb would know a country bumpkin's best guess at what inner party city attire is like. You can make it up. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So, so when it comes to uh, when it comes to like official parties, the yeah, hat man. is where it's at. That's what they say. The the bigger the better. Um, and uh, a pointed hat or like a flat. Well, I mean, you could do a pointed. You could you know make it like well, like with feathers or fur or whatever. I mean, but it's like it has to be the central piece. Like it like it is okay. what's going to draw attention. <laughs> um, and everything else just kind of like builds off of the hat. You know, whether it's like you know robes or. Or um, you know, like some some slacks and a vest or something like that. That kind of that's kind of moot point, but but the hat's where it's <laughs> at, my friend. All right, thanks, man. Yep, that'll really help me get get this this outfit together. No problem. <laughs> you can you can trust old Jeb. Always. Uh, good luck. Um, we'll meet up later when and go save your dad, Annabelle. She's like tucked under the hat. Um, and then I just looked to you. Yeah, do you want to stay with me or do you want to go with someone else? Them. I will go back to the inn. And yeah, crawls out of the pot and um, crawls up on Alan's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Alan accepts it. All right, little dude. I'll see you later. Piggyback ride, gang. Mm -hmm. All right. Piggyback gang heads off to the Twilight Fox Tavern. The rest, the other two of you, rest of you, um, Fox and Zothkug, you head down to the tailor. Do you leave once you make it to the tailor, or are you trying to, like, stealthily split away from him on the way there, Fox? I'll I'll walk him to the tailor to make sure he actually gets to the tailor without (laughs) a problem. Okay. Um, do you guys want to talk about anything on the way, or should we time skip? Uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Zav, so, so Foxman, um, are you okay with me going to this party? I mean, after today and what we've already <laughs> committed ourselves to, um, I don't see why not at this point. All right, maybe you could, like, write down a list of questions and things for me to, like, oh, gather. Oh, no. No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> hey man, I just I just want to make sure I do it right. I know you there's should a probably lot. not bring up any questions because uh, you're probably gonna ask all the wrong ones. And even if I tell you the right ones to ask, you're probably gonna read it directly from the paper as you ask them. So <laughs> I think it's probably best if you just listen. All right, man. And, and you know what? I don't say this often because usually it's wrong <laughs> but go with your gut all right it's been figure, so long man what's the worst that could happen uh, Don't maybe i'll finally goodbye. finally feel a connection to kelnor again like i used to back home well all right listen man i just yeah. i really hope that one of these days you'll learn that we can't take up every single person we meet, okay? Hey, man, if they want to come along, they want to come along. That's on them. But they want to vibe with us, let them. More people to talk to. It's our party. And as our party, we have a responsibility. All right? If we take them on, it isn't just their decision. Now, their life and, you know, well-being is on all of our hands. So you're not only asking for him to be okay with dying, but you're asking that we're all supposed to protect him. Just like we protect each other. Yeah, man. We'll do the best we can. If he's a liability, why would we do that? We don't know he's a liability. He passed all of our tests, man. You saw how he was carrying around that pickaxe? He got lucky. (laughs) And he only did was tap him on the shins. I wouldn't have been able to hit Alan, all right? I can't combat. You're a pacifist. Of course you can't hit nothing. <laughs> There's more more to adventuring than fighting. I'm just saying, listen. We could train him, too. We could be putting him in untold danger. And that's our fault. All right? I mean, we put ourselves in untold danger. Yeah, but I'd like to think that Based off the since the time we fell through a hole and a little before, we've kind of dealt with that. All right. I, I I've got to be honest. I was very scared falling off of that cliff when we first did that. I you know, paralyzed and un- <laughs> completely out of control of your circumstances <laughs> as you fell a mile. I have no mouth and I must scream. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Zothan. I am not thanking you for bringing that up again. 
I just reminded you, like, we put ourselves in crazy situations, like. I'm just saying, man. He, he ain't got nothing to do with what we're doing. He's got the prophecy. He found a piece of paper in his wall. All right. I wasn't in his wall, man. By chance. He just bought the house. He has hmm. nothing to do with it. Maybe he was supposed to find it. Oh, God. All right, listen. <laughs> you go to the tailor. All right. What are you going to do? I'm going to walk you there make sure you don't pick up another lost soul. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to go for a walk. All right, man. Uh, be safe. Try not to get into trouble. The police are around. Take your own advice. <laughs> Please. I don't get into trouble, man. No, but you sure as hell can't get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Godspeed to you. I think this dirt folk accent's rubbing off on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are... You are a changeling, so it kind of makes sense that you'd adapt to the situation you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're walking, right. dirt folk are just constantly stopping and staring at you, like these two giants walking through their midst. I happily wave at everyone <laughs> that I walk by, like as we're casually talking, like it's just a casual wave. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Let's get to the tailor quickly. You arrive at the tailor wave. shop. Um, yes. The sign outside says Elazar the tailor. It's clearly like hand painted, and the shop is clearly Elazar's house. And he's just like instead of a living room, he has his tailor shop. Is it a? I'm guessing it's not built for tall folk. No, it's not built for tall folk. It's <laughs> built for dirt folk. So you have to like hands and knees to get in the front door. Well, um, good luck with that, Zoth. Um, we'll have a good time. Goes. I'll meet you back at the end. Yeah, man. So I, I crawl in. You crawl in, and uh, a, a lone dirt folk is at the back of the room. Um, between you and he are several, like, tall coat racks um, covered in different clothing items, shirts, just a total hodgepodge. It's not like they're sets or, like, they're all coordinated. It's just like, oh, here's a shirt, here's a jacket, here's, a like, a, like walking through a consignment store. And um, by tall, okay. you mean, like, two shins, right? Yeah, they're all, I mean, they're all dirt folk-sized. Um, <laughs> so... So it's it's dirt folk sized coat racks as well. So they're probably three shins in total. Um, and then at the back of the room is Elazar the tailor. Elazar the tailor is a disheveled young dirt folk. He's got um, a kind of tortoiseshell pattern on his little muzzle, and he's got white whiskers poking out to the side. And uh, he is he doesn't see you walk in because he is reclining, feet up on his desk sewing something like up above himself but because he's sewing the fabric over his head it's like draping weird and the so the seam lines are all messed up and strange um and he's just like working on that and trying to like like kind of get the fabric where he wants it to be so that he can keep sewing on it and he's that's what he's doing as you walk in okay uh hey man sorry to interrupt uh oh, sorry about are you the one is gracious gravy who, 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 who uh, uh, um um hi uh, uh, hello, you are, you are, sure, you sure are big. Uh, I, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm small, Elazar. I'm Elazar, the tailor. And uh, what, uh, what, what can I do for you there, stranger? I am, uh, I'm, I'm Zothkug, and uh, I have an invitation for a party on Friday, and I'm looking to get some 
uh, fancy inner city type party clothes. Oh, well, if you're looking for some fancy inner city party type clothes, and he whips off his, um, his, his current hat, spins around, putting on like a chic little cape, and he goes, then let's find you something nice. And he like I walks t- over to the coat racks and begins flipping through them. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. This one is much too small. No, no, no. Mm, <laughs> this one. Now this one is marvelous. And he spins back around and like drapes uh, a coat with all the like sequins and stuff on it over your shoulders. But of course it is dirt folk sized, so it fits over like one shoulder with two little armholes coming off. He goes, hmm. We might need to do I a think custom I just job need for like this. Two of them. We might need to do like a custom job for yeah, this. Man. What kind of style do you feel is is most 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 you? You know, what brings out the Zothkug in you? <laughs> what will it are, be? Are you familiar are you familiar with Kelnor? No. Oh, alright. Um What's a Kelnor? Uh that's that's just the god I believe in and the religion I follow. Ooh, a religious but, type. But you're going to a party? Yes. Yes, man. How very strange. My, my religion is based around parties. Well, now that is a faith system I can get behind. <laughs> oh, I would love to tell you more right. about it, but uh, <laughs> but business first, business first before pleasure. Uh, tell yes. me, tell so. me what you need. And he whoo, and he like unfurls a scroll in his hand, <laughs> picks up a, a like a peacock feather quill that he somehow had tucked behind his ear that you didn't see before, and he like spits on it to activate it. What can I <laughs> get you? Uh, so my friend who mm-hmm. is from around here yes, yes, told yes. me it's all about the hat. Is that true? Hats, I'm not hats, seeing hats. many hats here. Hats, hats, hats. Well, um, of course, we, we, you know, hats go out of stock the fastest. They're just so popular when I make hats. That's why you can't see any here. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay. So, uh, but we can make <laughs> you a marvelous hat. How big of a hat do you want? Awesome. What size are we looking for? Are we looking for one as big as you? Yeah, uh, the bigger the better, I was told. Oh, okay. So, so like a full orc-sized hat. Is that what you're looking for? Yes. Okay. I'll take that down. I'll just need to take some measurements. Oh. And he picks it the same way he, like, fluffed out the scroll. He fluffs out, a like, a, a bendy fabric tape measure. And he just, like, tosses it across you. He doesn't seem to actually take, like, a real measurement. He just <laughs> tosses it across you. And wherever it lands on the other side of you, he assumes that's the other end. And he, like, marks down uh, Do you want me to, like, step seat. outside so you can get better measurements? Oh, no. It, that, that would be so inconvenient convenient for you. So he <laughs> pulls the fabric tape back and he goes, all right, let's get a measure it's, of that it's, dome it's, and he wraps it around you. You're like, you know, <laughs> trying to turn so he can get to you. He like measures around your head. Hmm, and the, and the tusks. We'll have to back. see if we can work the tusks into what we're doing. Now, do you do you fancy yourself more of like a sequins uh, type of person or more of like a, like a rhinestones type of person? Definitely rhinestones, Rhinestones, man. yes. Okay, very well. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know... Green I'm, is my color. Very well. Uh, I am... I will make you... You said green is your color? Yes. But you're so gray. I am. I was green before this. It's a long story. Did you do some weird drugs? (laughs) At your party? Actually, yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) That is not a deception check, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That's just the truth. And I they didn't became even remember. Friends. Got this way. <laughs> that is totally happened. me off my groove. <laughs> it actually happened twice, man. I was green. I did it once. I turned uh, blue. I did it again. I turned gray. 
Well, we'll see if we can get you to be turning heads by the time I'm done with you. And he like goes I'm back all to, here for this goes man. back to taking notes and sketching and he draws up this thing and he goes, What do you think of that? And then he turns it back around before you can even look at the design. It's magnificent, isn't it? Let me admire mm-hmm. it from this I side. I love it. Uh, <laughs> could you also include uh, this symbol on like the back of the outfit or a very prominent position and I hold the or I sketch like the, the symbol of Kelnor? Hmm, interesting. Yes, a, co- a coffee mug with the sun coming out of it. That's probably symbolic of something, but I don't care. Let's see what we can do with it. And he, he takes the the kind of symbol you've done and he traces it onto his little sketch. And he goes, yes, I think we can we can incorporate that. Now, is this supposed to be a centerpiece or do you want it to be subtle, like a, like a, little, a little label in the back or something like that? Centerpiece. A centerpiece. Very well. I shall, I shall make it so. Uh, what I need from you is uh, just a little help procuring materials. I, I'm happy to make of this course. for free. I'm excited about the exposure. Happy to help a traveler from a foreign land, but I am a little bit low on materials right now. So let's just, let's just see. I need you to get me. Right. Okay. So I'll need to get uh, thread. I'll need to get fabric. I'll need rhinestones. Uh, and I'll also need a hat to use as a base. So if you can find me those things, I'll be happy to make you the most magnificent hat that you've ever seen. I- <laughs> Did you just say he needs a hat for the base of a hat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, I can get all that, and this is for the whole whole ensemble? Yeah, for the whole ensemble. And then everything else, I'm, you can see, I mean, I'm I'm a master clothier of well of, of course. So I'll I'll have I'll have matching matching clothing to go along with it. Alrighty, man. Uh and I'll I'll take the list from him. Uh, granted he holds it out for me to take. Uh yeah, he holds out the list for you to take. Okay. And I'll be like, uh, I should uh, hopefully have this by the end of the day. Excellent. You should be able as... to find everything you need in the market downtown. Shoo shoo. And he turns around, flips the thing back off, puts on his normal like cowboy hat looking thing and sits back down and goes, now, nah, where was I on those designs? And he like, p- you know, pulls back out the thing he was sewing before you yeah. came in. I'm going <laughs> to go on my quest to get all of that stuff. Okay. Uh, roll an investigation with disadvantage. We'll see what you find. While you do that, Fox, tell me about your adventure. <laughs> uh, not dealing with that, Taylor. Um, that's for sure. I'm going to go find the the ballroom dancing lessons. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, the ballroom dancing lessons. Okay. So I figure now's the best time to do it without other people crashing it. Very good. I got a 16 on investigation. Okay. Um, you are able to find all the supplies you need, and it costs you a total of four wingles. Okay. Um, Those are the lesser ones, right? Nope. Wingles are, are standard wingle ones. digits. Oh, okay. There's cool. wings, wingles, and uh, wingle wingle digits, digits I think. Are, yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so standards are, are wingles. Okay. Uh, you are going to the, the ballroom dance night. You So you go back to the posting first to like see if there's any more information. Oh, you have it, right? You, ha- you took the posting, yeah. Fox. Yeah. So you pull out your posting and you look for information and you see that there's a uh, meeting place for... Um, like a like an introductory dance class, uh, and then the actual dance you know is to be scheduled the the ballroom dance the, oh, where you would showcase all your skills. So right. you go to the the introductory class location, which is in like deep deep in downtown Tumbleweb. Um, it you know turned down a couple dark dark alleys. You go through some sketchy places because I mean and, you know everyone ballroom dances in like back alleys. So you go through some sketchy alleys. I'm going to roll the tension pool to see if you cross paths with any law enforcement on your way there. But luckily for you, you don't. 
Um, prejudice law enforcement. What's up? I said the prejudice law enforcement. <laughs> um, that was actually an idea from one of our viewers to have a law enforcement person who thought that short people were smarter than tall people because of the <laughs> amount of time it takes for your blood to get to your brain. That's awesome. Um, anyway, so... Uh, um, yeah, shout out to chat influencing the adventure. Wow. So you make your way to eventually a third floor, like you go up the fire escape to the third floor. It's a single room apartment that has been totally cleared out. And in place of like furnishings and walls and stuff, there's one big wall covered in a blackboard that's got this huge schematic across it. But just in front of the schematic is like a pale sheet. So you can see that stuff's behind it, but you can't quite make out all the details. And then there is a uh, shady looking dirt folk in that room who um, is is kind of at the back corner of the room. They hear the door open and they turn around. Their eye is still, you know, hidden in a line of shadow as they look towards you. Um, and this is also a Tushin tall, like our... Yeah, this is a Tushin tall dirt folk. The only... So you can see one eye under all of the... You know, the rest of them is all shadowed by their, by their cloak and their hood and their hat. Um, and then just the red glow of their um, cigar puff coming out of their mouth and they turn around and they go are you here about the dancing yeah you know um, I've always been good with the tango so I thought I might try a little ballroom tell me what you actually said in Thieves Can't though okay <laughs> 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 um, you know uh, I've, I've come uh to uh, offer my skills as a partner in your request. Well, you know, tango is an excellent background skill to have for the particular kind of ballroom dancing that we'll be doing. It's a variant ballroom dance. Uh, this is not like a standard bank security that we're breaking into, so like it, it'll take kind of a weird combination of skills. You are probably not the only person we need for this job, but let's, let's learn about your skills. So tell me about your, your kind of dancing history. Ah, well, I started young, you know. I've danced with quite a few partners, uh, traveling along the road, you could say. Um, and I, I think we've done quite a few good performances, um, you know, depending on the situations we are. We, I think we've even won a few awards. Um, you know, I haven't done anything as big as a bank, but... I definitely know my way around a lock, and I know how to sweet-talk my way through things. Well, let's see what you think of the, uh, the, the dance floor, shall we say. I've got, a, I've got a layout here of the floor, and he pulls the, the thing off of the chalkboard on the back of the room, and you can see a very, very elaborate, like, multi-layer, several vaults with simultaneous locks on, like, different parts of the building um, layout to a schematic. And then at the the very back of it, in the actual main vault, is one hexagon with the number 100K written in it. And the the um, the kind of coordinator thief dude takes a puff on his cigar. We can discuss with the pleasantry, dismiss with the pleasantries now. Talk to me about your capabilities. We're looking here at a multi-layer security job. Are you telling me you can talk your way past a guard on the top floor while I'm working my way in through the sewers underneath and be at this point and he, you know, cigar burns a spot where there's a, a lever that would need to be pulled in time for me to get down here and get this portcullis lifted? 
What kind of timing we're talking about? We would need to be very precise. That lever is a once-a-day-use thing because it's only really meant to be used to clear out exhaust from beneath the, um, from you know, or or not exhaust trash from beneath the bank. So it just clears out the trash chute, shuts really quickly afterwards. There's only a two-minute window once it's pulled. So we need to be in and out in two minutes. So we pull that lever. I go in through the through the uh, the trash the trash section, and then you need to get your way past a guard point here, a guard point there. This guy's always sleeping, but you can get yourself past him, no problem. You'll need to drop through this floor grate. And he shows you if you go through this floor grate, then underneath here you'll have access to the ceiling of the vault itself. And so through the ceiling, you should... I was expecting a dirt who could burrow through, but you'll need to find your way through that ceiling to the actual secure above the, the vault. Because if we go in through the front, it's a total washout, okay? The door is cipher protected. There's too much there for us to sneak through. So we need to get in through the through the roof here, and then you'll need to close that hole behind you convincingly, and you'll need to take all of that and push it down the drain, which is at the center of the vault here. Now, the money should be in coin stacks, which, of course, will not go through that opening. So you'll need to open the coin stacks and dump them down there. All this in two minutes. Do you think you can move 100,000 wingle digits in two minutes? And he pulls the cipher back, in, or the, the cigar back into his mouth and bites down on it. You know, the only thing I was worried about was digging a hole, but I think I might know another dirt folk who might be interested. I've been working with them now for for a while, so I trust them. I might have to bring him here first, of course. As his discretion. Uh, you know, there's still things I still don't know about him. He's pretty discreet. You know, he doesn't talk much. About the things that need don't that don't need to be talked about. Hmm. Well, how about this? If you can get the address in this room, then you can meet me there and bring him with you. Oh yeah, and you've got two minutes. And then he just leans out the back window, and as he leans out the window, he elbows something that like was underneath another tarp in the corner, and it's a mannequin that's like bloodied, which falls into the street below and you hear someone scream help help city watch someone's fallen and you'd hear you know people running towards you and whistles blowing as he falls he pulls a rope line and a set of restraints come up around all the windows around you wow okay this This is is your uh, audition this is my audition all right um okay so just the windows though right just the windows. This is a dirt folk house. This is a dirt folk house, but it is a third floor downtown building. So it's built, it's, you know, it's solid. It's not like just casual dirt that's pushed into the walls. Um, sure. Um, how thick, I mean, these are dirt folk still though. How thick are these walls usually? The walls are a mixture of sediment and dirt and they are, you know, they're pretty thick. I mean, they're thick enough to stand on their own. So we're probably talking, you know, maybe a foot thick, maybe two feet thick. Okay. Okay. And, um, I also want you to know that right now, on my phone, in actual real person time, I started a 15-minute timer. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, all right, all right. Um, how big is this room I'm in currently? The room is 30 by 30 by 6, um, 6 feet tall. So okay, just so enough for you it. to stand. All right. And also, again, somewhere in the room is the address. 
Um, in that case, uh, yeah, how much stuff is in the room besides the schematic? Uh, wall? Roll a perception check for me. That's something I'm good at. That's going to be a nine, nine nat 20. Okay. There is a wardrobe in one corner, closed. There are two desks that are tucked into the back areas. It looks like the room might have been used as a classroom before this guy took it over with the chalkboard on the wall, and there are some desks pushed back along the outside edge of it. There's a wardrobe that could also maybe hold books. I mean, it's closed. So you can't see inside it, but it could. And then there's also on the floor, there are a couple of like nice rugs where maybe little kids could sit while they were, you know, having stories read to them. And then there's a big chair up near the front of the room by the blackboard. I'm going to check under the chair, big chair. Okay, you check Anything under the big chair. You check under the big chair. Underneath the chair, uh, like taped to the bottom of the chair, is a single small black key. Good starting point. All right. Um, I'm going to look for anything with a lock. Okay. Um, there are four locked things in the room. The wardrobe is locked. The door you came in is now locked. Um, the windows are now locked. So that's two windows, both locked because he pulled up the, the bar restraints. So when I say locked, I just mean there are bars over them now. Um, and then there's also a lock on one of the, the desks. Okay. Um, I'm going to try the desk first. Okay, you try the desk first. Uh, roll... Oh, it does, the key does not open the desk. You could try and pick it right. if you want. Um, I'm going to switch over to the wardrobe and see if the key fits there. Okay, the key does fit in the wardrobe. Click. The wardrobe opens. You pull it open. There are, like, tons and tons of books in there, all dusty old books. Um, I'm going to go through. Um, I'm pulling them by the spine. I'm guessing they're spine facing me. Yeah. Pulling by the spine, and I'm just flapping them open real quick and throwing them on the ground, looking for anything hidden in the pages, like any hidden compartment kind of thing. Okay. Um, because you're moving really quickly through them and, and being kind of slapdash, roll investigation with disadvantage. Not so good. I think for investigation, I don't have anything in that. Eight. Eight. So you're, you're looking through them. You're pulling out books. You don't see anything particularly relevant. You don't find any other keys. You don't seem to have any other leads. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and... Um, is there nothing along the back of the wardrobe after all the books are gone? Uh, no, you don't see anything along the back of the wardrobe. Okay. Um, I'm going to step over the pile of books now and try the ch chest. I mean, the... The desk? Desk. Okay, you step over the pile of books to the desk. Um, go ahead and roll sleight of hand to use your thieves tools. Remember that they give you a bonus. Yep. That's going to be 23. Okay, with a 23, you are able to click open the top drawer of the desk. As you click open the top drawer of the desk, you hear on the ground below, well, what happened to him? How'd he get like this? Uh, it sounds like a couple of law enforcement authorities have made it to the body that has been dumped out the window. Uh, you have 11 minutes remaining. So the you, you crack open the top thing on the desk, you pull it open, and inside that drawer, you see a keyhole in the bottom of the drawer. I tried the black key on that. The black key opens the keyhole, and when you open that, the, the bottom of the drawer lifts out, and it is a small safe. Um, the safe is maybe three by three by three inches. Um, so you, you pull the small safe out, and the safe has a tumble lock on one side. It has a square etched into the other side, and then it has two triangles on the top and bottom, like... A triangle on the top, I should say, and a triangle on the bottom that have been etched into it. 
All right, like uh, like a hole ish etched into it, or just just like a des- just like a, a, a you know like an etched design. It's not like a hole that's etched. Okay. It's cut out of it. Um, I try three four three. Uh, okay, you try three four three, and the click 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 on the last one. You feel something poke out of the lock and prick your thumb. Roll a Constitution save. expect him to try to poison me as part of the audition um <laughs> that is just a yeah just a 12 on the die okay I got no mods for that uh you don't notice anything immediately happening um but you, you, you it surprises you but otherwise like nothing in particular seems to happen to you just yet um you I'm worried about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should be so what are you gonna do next um does it open or no no it does not open it just pricked you Okay, um, I'm going to try it again, except put my ear to it, um, and I'm just going to turn it slowly with my thumb not on the part that comes out, obviously. Yeah. And listen for any of the clicks. Okay, three and four both click. Okay, and then I'm going to keep going for that last click. Um, do I want to roll for that? Yeah, sure. Roll perception to see if you can hear it click. Seems like a perception-y thing. Fourteen. 14. Uh, let me roll your DC. All right. You are able to hear the click. So you get a click on three, a click on four, and then a click on nine. Um, oh, okay. So the the safe clicks open, and on the inside of it, there is a rolled up piece of parchment. You pull the parchment out, and there is an address written there. So you now have the address. Okay. You have eight minutes and 39 seconds left. And you also uh, hear um, from the street below you, you hear them saying, we'll have to check every floor and see if there's anyone left in the building. Let's start on the first floor. And then you hear a door being swung open in like, you know, two floors below you. How many floors is this building tall? Three. You are on the top uh, floor. You know, above you is a roof, but like besides that, you're on the top floor. Do I remember the neighboring buildings, um, it, what their height was compared? Roll wisdom. No, you can't remember. You were, like, all intrigued to get in here and, and meet with this ballroom dancing teacher. I feel like I can generally assume that they're probably at least close to similar. Um, I was just wondering if they're shorter. Um, okay, I'm going to go ahead. Um, you know, people expect people to walk on the floors. So the floors are pretty thick. Um, but can I thump on the ceiling and see how thick the ceiling is? Sure. Uh, you thump on the ceiling and roll an insight check to see what you learn. Uh, the ceiling seems like if you worked hard enough, you might be able to bust through, but it would be like a loud and laborious process. Like you'd have to, you know, damn it. Like it's solid. So you'd have to like break through it. Uh, I check the door for traps. Uh, sure. Investigation. That's 18. Not trapped. Just locked. All right. Does the black key work on it? No. All right. I'll try to pick it. Okay. Thank God I have all of this for sleight of hand. Uh, <laughs> so, that's uh, 14. 14. You pick the lock, but the door does not unlock. Like, you hear the click, like your lock has been picked, but the door in front of you still won't move, won't budge. The door handle is actually frozen. It won't even turn. Also, 
Uh, I am taking four minutes off your timer, leaving you with 237. As you hear in the room, a click, 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 okay. click. It's coming from um, the corner where the wardrobe is. Click, click, click. I'm going to go ahead, um, click, go click, over there and push click, the wardrobe out of the way. You slide the wardrobe out of the way, and underneath of it, there is uh, like a trap door in the floor, and it ha- it is slowly machining down on a hinge. Click, click, click. So it's slowly click. opening? Yeah, slowly opening. Click, 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 um, click, click. I'm click, gonna go back to the click, lock door while that's opening. Click, um, do I, can click, I have a general idea click, of how long I think it's gonna click, take to open? Click, Based on the rate it's going, it'll probably take about a minute to open. You've got uh, 159 before, what's our 149 before um, your timer runs out here? Okay. Click. Um, click. Are the hinges are on the inside of the room for that big door? Uh, no, they're not. Click, click, click. All right. Click, click, um, click. I'm going to head click. and 130. spend the last click. bit I can. Click, um, click. However click. much time I have left click. until it opens all the click. way, I'm going to put as many click. books back on the wardrobe. Click. Um, click. I'm click. going to click. push the wardrobe click. roughly back click. where it is, but I'm click. going to push myself behind it. Okay. And I'm going to stand above the trap door. Got it. But I'm going to wait. Okay, so you maneuver the wardrobe back where it's going. You stand behind it um, at the trap door, and you're just waiting, and you're waiting. Click, 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 click. You want to do anything else? Click. Um, You've got one minute. Click, click. How far open is it? Click. It's about halfway open. Click. So like a um, 45-degree angle. Click. Am I hearing commotion? Click, click, click. Not yet. Click. They, they seem to still be on the first floor from what you can... Or outside, I guess. But you, you don't right. hear them in the room below you. Click. Click. Um, click. I'm going to go ahead and plan click, click, for when I hear click, them at the third click, floor click, click, to go through the click, trap door. Click. 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 And the door is open. You've got 10 seconds. I go through the trap door. You dive through the trap door. Acrobatics to uh, land softly as you jump through the trap door into the next room. Nat, tw- nat 20. Nat 20. You successfully land in the next room. No need to roll a check for the next one. You successfully roll in the next room. You roll, kind of like tuck and roll, pop to your feet. The room is dark. There are no windows in this room except the door, and you can see people moving on the other side of the door. The deputies are about to come into the room. You have one round. The room is full of, um, this is another classroom, but the desks and everything is in the correct place. There's a wardrobe at the back of the room just where the wardrobe is that you came through. That trap door is still hanging down from the ceiling. Um, and then there's also the, the teacher's desk at the back of the room. Do we see that Fox um, has, has advantage from the chat? Uh, no, I didn't see that, but you have advantage on the next thing. Although, yep. uh, yeah, go ahead. What are you doing? Okay. Um, is the wardrobe open? Uh, like unlocked? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Open it. Books? Uh, yeah, you open it as full of books, just like the one above. All right. Um, I'm going to push it away from the wall and get behind it, just like I did with the first one. Okay, roll with advantage a stealth check to see if you can get that done before the deputies open the door, because I only gave you one round. Ooh. Thank you for that advantage. 17. All right. You are. You just get behind it, and like everything comes to rest just as the door clicks open, and the deputies walk into the room. There are. You can tell by the footsteps there are three people in the room, and they're kind of walking around, looking under each desk, checking the front um, area. I'm going to roll the complication or the attention to pool to see if they check behind your wardrobe or not. All right. Okay. You hear footsteps walking towards your wardrobe. One of them goes, I'll I'm check good. back here just to be safe. 
What do you want to do? I'm going to go ahead and um, morph to the shortest I can. Okay. Um, so it's probably about five feet because you're still a medium creature. I'm going to, like, yeah, change my my skin tone, my hair, everything. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go ahead. It's dark in here, right? Yeah, there's no All windows. The, the only light's coming through the door, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw a candlestick, just like a candle, right? Yeah. Um, try to throw it and land it on the side of the room. If they're all searching, hopefully we're, one of them isn't. Oh, I right? see. Where one of them isn't actively searching. Uh, I'm going to roll a percentile die to see if one of them's over there or not. Trevor's going to roll a percentile die, too. If he all rolls... Right. Uh, I need to roll lower than Trevor this time, not higher. Trevor needs to roll uh, higher than a 58. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I got a 43. A 43. Oh. Okay. With your 43, um, I am not lower than that number. So a candle gets tossed directly into the line of sight of one of the deputies. Who's like, what the heck is that thing? And the one who's walking towards you turns around to go look at it. I think it came from over there. And now two sets of footsteps are coming towards you. But you have another round before they look behind the wardrobe. Okay. Right when they get up to the wardrobe... I'm going to push it over onto them. Oh, no. Okay. Um, roll. Dang. No, you don't need to roll for that. That's easy to do. So um, you, like, you know, prop yourself on the wall or whatever it takes, and right as they get up to the wardrobe, you're going to push it down towards them. I'm going to give them both deck saves to get out of the way. Remember, there's three in the room. One of them is not here. So they're going to roll deck saves. One of them passes and one of them fails. So one of them goes, what the? And it like falls right on top of him. And the other one leaps backwards. So he's laying prone on the floor. But he see, like looks right at you. You make eye contact. And he goes, stop, you. Did you throw that person off the off the top of the building? Um, I'm not going to say a word. And instead, I will. Uh, is this? Are these wooden desks and such? Yeah. Um, I'm going to slam down a flask of oil. Um, okay. And, and light light it as I run by and go for the door. Okay. Um, roll slate of hands to see if you can you can get that oil to catch as you run by because that's a really quick motion to try and light that as you run past. Oh, that's a seven. Do you have advantage from a previous um, session? I feel like I gave you all advantage at one point in the last two sessions. Yeah, everybody has inspiration. That's what I meant. We, yeah. have, we have inspiration. We like a party inspiration. Yeah. Yep. And when, how does inspiration work? It just gives you advantage. Okay. Then I will F and use that. <laughs> um, I'll definitely agree with that. Um, <laughs> I got a 24. Okay. So with your 24, uh, you are able to successfully catch it on Ooh. fire. And the sudden flare up in the dark is enough to like stun the deputy's eyes because they were like accustomed to pitch blackness in this room. Um, or really dim light. So I'm going to give you one round where they're stunned. Like, oh my gosh, it's so bright. So you can take that round and just dash out the front door if you want to. Um, going out the front door. Uh, does the front door have a simple lock on it? Yeah. Like an inside? Yeah. Even though they'll be able to open it, I'll just lock it, shut it behind me. Okay, great. Um, is there a roof at my height? Uh, no, you would need to go back up to the third floor to get a roof at your height. Um, is this like a fire escape kind of stairs? Yep. Or... Yeah, then I'll just climb up to the third floor and then jump to a roof. Okay, you climb up to the third floor and then you make an acrobatics check to... I'm sorry, an athletics check to jump to a roof. Athletics. Athletics, because you're going up um, or over. That's going to be 14. Okay, 
with your 14 athletics check, you successfully jump to the next roof, but you don't like stick the landing. Like you kind of catch on it and have to pull yourself up. So that slows you down a little bit. I'm going to roll to see if they get through the door in time to see you. With a five, a six, and a three, none of them get out of the door in time to see you. You pull yourself onto the roof. And as you roll onto the roof out of sight of the of the deputies and catch your breath, meanwhile, in downtown Tumbleweb, Zothkug is going on a shopping <laughs> spree. Zothkug, you're wandering around. Remind me what your role was as you look for ingredients. It was 16. Okay, 16. So with a 16, you're wandering around and you find your ingredients. Uh, there's also something, a uh, secondary objective Zoth is Okay, doing. great. What else are you doing while you're in downtown? Just like... Uh, in typical uh, Kelnor fashion, he will also be trying to po- procure some uh, special substances. Special substances. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, roll investigation with disadvantage because nobody really wants to talk to a weird-looking gray tall folk. You said investigation. Yeah. What is what is the drug of choice for dirt folk? I wonder. Dirt. They snort dirt. Uh, it's probably it's probably <laughs> crack. That's racist. <laughs> it's probably crack. My first roll was a thirteen. My second roll was a nine. Okay, uh, you are not able to find any of the substances that you recognize, but you do find you do find a dealer who is selling um, apple cats. That's what they're calling the drug is apple cats. Uh, so if you something I'm you want, you can purchase with. an apple cat. Um, one one apple cat, which is a like a rolled thing that you smoke. One apple cat is one wingle. Uh, how many do they have? Cause like I'm going to a party, so I need to come load. They've got like fifty. Okay. How many wingles are in a wingle digit? Um, a a wingle is one standard wingle digit. <laughs> you drugs now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll buy um, five. Okay. You buy five apple cats. Yeah. Um, and anything else you want to do while you're downtown, or are you heading back to the tailor? I'll head right back to the tailor after I okay. do that. And I have all the items. You head back to the tailor. Uh, you have all the items. You wander back in, and the tailor sees you come in, takes off the cowboy hat, flips on his little, like, he's got a preppy scarf on this time, like a nice Euro scarf and a a sweater that just materializes out of nowhere, spins out of his chair and goes, have you brought me the materials? Indeed I have, Excellent, excellent, excellent. And he takes all of the materials and he's going to roll. (laughs) Uh, That's not good. It's either really good or really bad. (laughs) I, I promise I can't make this up. He rolled a 20, a 20, and a 13. What? <laughs> he makes you the most bodacious. It is a full peacock-shaped hat. And then at the top of it, where the head of the peacock would be, instead there is a functional mug with like that you can drink out of with a, a, like a, a sewn sun that is coming out of the top of it, and the sun glows when you put a lesser wingle digit. Kelnor has push a lesser wingle digit man. into the hat. So you'd like you put the wingle digit, the lesser wingle digit onto your head, the wing, and you sit the hat down, and it consumes it and makes the sun glow for one hour. Um, and wow. while you're wearing this hat, you have uh, triple disadvantage on all stealth checks and advantage on um, all persuasion checks. 
um, and other party-related things. And Heck yeah. <laughs> um, All <laughs> everything charisma-related is advantage. Well, that's why, so, like, you can use charisma in situations where this hat would get you, like, spat on, but, like, when you're at a party, like, you are the life of that party. Um, so I'd also like said, to think that when I'm at a party, everything is a religion check instead of a charisma yeah, that's check. That's true. Yeah, true. for you, they're religion checks. Um, so we'll just say you have advantage on religion checks at a party. Like, this is this is so Kelnor of you. Um, especially because yeah. it's got the holy symbol of Kelnor at the top yeah. of it. He had to go along with this hat, which, like I said, is it looks like a legitimate peacock, but then it just, the wings, like, flare out into the brim of the hat. So it's these, like, mottled blues and greens. It's, like, a really vibrant, like, almost like a Fat Tuesday Mardi Gras color scheme. And then hanging down from it are little, like, beads and tassels like you'd see on a sombrero, except that these ones are, like, little gold thread filament things. And then to go along with it, you have a fully white... Um, like full power suit and then the power suit has rhinestones not quite to the level of bedazzled but like like the emo My Chemical Romance jackets where they have studs <laughs> all over them it's like that yeah. but with rhinestones and then okay. it has a bright green stripe like just the exact green that you said you like looked good in that green stripe going straight down the center on the front and then you have two rings around your ankles of the same green so it's almost like a tie and then, you know, socks okay. underneath. So that's that's basically, that's the outfit that you get. And you were in charge of remembering nice. all that information. <laughs> okay. If we have... The, the, the legit holy hat. <laughs> if that if is, we have new anybody name. in chat that can draw, I would love to see some fan art of Zoth dressed uh, to the let nines. Me, <laughs> let me write yes. all this down real quick. Yeah, so, I've already forgotten what I said, so you're in charge of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just just noting everything. It's like a morph suit, essentially. No, Out no, it's head? like it's a power suit. You know, it's it's you know, it's like a real you know, like a like a tux jacket and a and the like fancy pants, you know. Okay, okay. It's like a tailored fancy suit, man. Pants was my favorite Flash game for a while. <laughs> Sorry, you said power suit, and I my brain went to Power Rangers. Oh no, it's not. It's not a Power <laughs> Ranger. <laughs> if he had kill Nortastic. Yeah. <laughs> this, this this is not how this encounter was meant to go, and it's fine and it's hilarious. But I just want you to know that had he not rolled a nat twenty, he would have run out of some other material and sent you back. Like it just would have been a cycle <laughs> of him needing more materials. That was his that was his whole gimmick. But this is way better. <laughs> way happier with this. What color are the rhinestones? The oh you didn't say the that. The rhinestones are chat. What color are the rhinestones? First person to tell me a color tells us what color the rhinestones are. Oh no, here we go. Color, 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 I think a good color would be hot pink. <laughs> mm. That would contrast really well with the green. Yes. <laughs> it would contrast. Contrast hard. Emerald. Oh, there They're we go. Emerald, emerald rhinestones. Emerald. Heck I yeah. Love that matches the green. That's that's dope, dude. Emerald rhinestones and then like the, the vibrant green like... That's cool. I like that. Tis, tis cool. And then I have a disadvantage on stealth. Triple disadvantage on stealth. So like you roll three die triple. and take the worst. So I guess that's double disadvantage um, on double stealth. You said triple. That means he rolls four. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be that mean, okay? But of course you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Double disadvantage. But, <laughs> what a freaking uh, turn. <laughs> Double Disadvantage is the name of my punk rock band. 
<laughs> Dude, that's a great band then, name. I, I'm quite curious what was the intended way for me to get out of that room. <laughs> Who says there know. was a way? Oh. Okay, I, I have it all written down now. <laughs> okay, great. So we're good. Um, something, something, Fox finds a way. <laughs> um, are you doing anything else with the tailor before you leave? Um, I, I will. I will thank him greatly, and I will still tip him one wingle digit for doing a stupendous job. Okay, you tip him a wingle digit, and he like thank you very kindly because he's got his cowboy hat back on. And he turns back to his sewing. Do you have any like cards I could give out at the party, man? Like they're gonna be talking about this out. Just tell them Elazar made it. They'll know where to go. Elazar. Okay. <laughs> it's in Can you spell Elizar. that for me? <laughs> First name Elazar, last it? name the Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> can you spell Elazar for me? Sure, I can. E L E A Z A R, Elazar. Thanks. Spelled man. just like it sounds. <laughs> You've been. This is amazing. Um, are you much of a party goer yourself? Nah, not really. I'm more of a country life no. kind of guy. All <laughs> right. Well, I thank you for your service so much. Uh. Do you sell shoes also, or is there a different shoe salesman I should I go can make to? you some shoes to go with that. Are you kidding me? Did you see what I rolled? And he turns around and pulls <laughs> out a pair of pristine. Um, they are like like hard top shoe, like fancy shoes that come to like a little point in the front. Um, and they are uh, like a deep brown burnished leather. And then they have um, emerald ringlets for the laces to go through and then the laces are like a very practical black so they're like kind of unassuming by themselves but when you pair them with the suit that has like the rhinestones on it the little green at the bottom of it like sparkles and looks really cool neat it is neat all right zoth is gonna leave in the outfit okay zoth is gonna leave in the outfit awesome Um, Fox, you... And he's going to head back to the yeah, inn. Fox, you have made your way back to the tailor shop to pick up Zothkug just as he walks out the door, looking exactly as described. Oh, I can't walk with this. Jeb's got his hand up. What's up, <laughs> Do we have any, like, pimp music that we can play while he's walking back to the... Uh... <laughs> Let me see what I can find. I'll just Google pimp music DMCA free. Hey, Fox, oh, man. Be careful. Look, look how awesome he did. Don't you love it? Um, <laughs> I, 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 he did that? And Zop does... Yeah, man. He just had me pick up some supplies for him. But, uh... I, I the results speak for themselves, now man. They I am. Do. Oh. I am beyond uh, pleased with this. I, you'll you'll definitely stand out at the party. Hey, man. Jeb said the hat is where it's at, man, and I you nailed it. I I can I can see that. Yeah. Um. We should we should walk. Um, yeah, man. Let, let's go show everyone else. I just have out this mental my... image of this peacock with the, the cup at the top of it just swaying back and forth as he takes <laughs> steps. <laughs> and he's like two stories tall. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> we, we forgot that we were so concerned about the wife. We, we never thought to ask if we should. <laughs> <laughs> Zoth has no regrets. He's now a like I have no regrets. Like everyone can see him for miles and miles. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Since he has a light on top of his hat. <laughs> since he's a literal lighthouse and beacon to his location, I think I'm going to take off my cloak, stuff that in my bag, and, and obviously I'm more of my fox features now. How was your walk, man? What'd you do? Fox is like all scratched up from like diving through things. And he's got like little bruises from falling through the floor. He's got a little prick on his you finger. Uh, it, was, it was a very... I had a lot of exercise. You know, I really got the blood flowing. That's good, man. I hope you're okay. That looks some, like some pretty nasty uh, cuts and scrapes. I can treat it when we get back. Yeah, working on my uh, on my 100 meter dash. You know, gotta yeah, gotta man. get it under two minutes. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we should head back now. They're they're probably uh, wondering what's going Meanwhile, on. Meanwhile, back at the Twilight Fox Tavern. Jebediah Peppermint and Alan Wadrier are spending some quality time with young Annabeth and a bunch of designs that Alan is looking through. Uh, Alan, talk to me about your investigation roll. He rolled a 21. He rolled a 21. That's pretty yeah. good. I agree. Uh, Alan, you are not familiar with all of the mechanics of what you're looking at. But what's weirdest about it is that it see it's clearly a design that uses ciphers, um, like it it's okay. it's almost like a reverse engineering of ciphers, which is something you've known about Edison that that's one of the things that um, their their company kind of does now, like it's a you know a, a pivot for them, but they're moving into reverse engineering ciphers, and this one seems to be taking ciphers and um, somehow changing the nature of what they do. It's combining several of them into one functioning machine. And when you, when you put the, you can't figure out the exact effect of it, but it is clearly a psychological effect. Like it in some way influences the minds of other creatures. Oh. Um, and from what you can make out, like there are little, you know, like sketches and questions and so, you know, cause this guy's picking apart his design. So he's, you know, writing in the, you know, like too big and, you know, need thicker wire and whatever. And at the bottom, the part that alarms you most is that at the very bottom of it, it says, um, unsure, uh, un unsure how long memory charm lasts without testing is, is what it says at the, at the bottom in his little handwritten notes there. Um, from all of that, you can assume that in some way this is probably related to memory. So it's it's channeling ciphers and wingle digits and has something to do with memory. And that's what you're able to to figure out about the design. Um, when when there's a free moment where uh, you know um, Annabelle seems to be on her own or resting or you know Jebediah yeah. isn't interacting with her, Alan will pull Jeb aside. Yeah, I'll give her some food. Get some, get some food. Yeah, and your your cousin Avery is is taking care of her. You t you told her that his name is Onions, and she thinks that's awesome. Yep. And so she, you know, she's like hanging out with Onions now. Is yeah hanging out with them, or did he go back to the room? Yeah, is with uh, Jeb and Alan. Okay. What's up? Uh, what's up, Alan? What you uh, got? I I've I've studied this uh, a bit longer, and um, while I I can't make out exactly what this contraption is. Um, I have been able to discern um, that it, it has something to do with either memory alteration or mind control of some kind, um, which is very concerning that uh, 
something, a, a, a couple doc, iteration documents of this design have been stolen. Um, especially if they turn out to be the designs that, that work from this. This is, this is extremely concerning and also um, concerning by the fact that, uh, you know, as you can tell here, any kind of point starts pointing out things like this uses um, wingled digits and ciphers. It's very concerning that they could be used for a purpose like this. Well, I mean, it. You, you make a good point. It, it is a, uh, it is kind of understandable if, uh, you know, they're able to replicate the, the way that spells typically work. Um, Josh, can I, uh, like compare, like with with Owlin and his, um, understanding of like his limited understanding of the sketch? Can I can compare that? with uh, Grandpa Cole's book and see if this matches any potential spells in there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, why don't you roll Arcana to see if you can find a match between those things? Ooh. That's a natural one. But I have a plus seven, which brings it to eight. You are not able to find a match in Grandpa Cole's journal. And of course, I mean, Grandpa Cole wouldn't be trying to screw with people's minds. He was an upstanding, you know, he was an upstanding gentle mole. He wanted to, you know, nothing more than to take care of and, and protect the people under his under his protection. Hmm. <sighs> well, um, yeah, I don't have any, any sort of link in here to see what it might indicate. Um, is, there, is there anything in this uh in this sketch that i could like derive to try and use it to cast this as a spell like i could i try to like pull out the formula from within it that's and, interesting and try, and try to catch it cast it with uh with my blunderbuss or like you know try to learn that i will let you attempt it at the length of another short rest. So like Alan okay. has spent about an hour on this project. You can take a pro an hour and basically it will be like trying to ritual cast, except you'll be rolling Arcana at disadvantage to see if anything happens. Okay. Uh, do you think that's a good idea, Alan? I mean, I could try to cast it. I don't I don't uh, know where... Who would you... What would you cast it on? I don't know. It'd need to be some... Probably something with intelligence or at least moderate intelligence. Um... Uh, this is this is true. Maybe, maybe we consult the rest of the group when they return uh, as to whether that that might be a good idea to try. And if maybe I could, volunteer. maybe well, maybe I could like figure out, hmm, like if I could if I could at least get it figured out somewhat, then if you could get it out yeah, figured out on paper, I I, I I support that. Um, I just think well, there there's that, some risk to attempting to actually cast it well that's kind of what i was thinking but it looks like the way that i'm gonna have to do it here is is actually do like a trial test cast before mm -hmm. like 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 just sketching it out isn't like we've already got it kind of sketched out here where yeah. we just don't know what what the effect is so we're actually gonna have to try and try it on somebody which i I get that's kind of got some weird ethical implications and we don't want to like permanently give someone brain damage or something. Especially uh, not when your business is first starting out. Like you don't want that well, to be I will say though, I will say though, um, if, uh, if the, the, the potency of the spell 
is relatively low, then we would know that the effect wouldn't be permanent and that it would probably, you know, could be relatively mild. If I could ascertain the potency of it, then that might at least, you know, if, if it seems pretty powerful, then there's probably just like a no-go, but that would give us, you know, the intel of that somebody's up to some major nefarious deeds. I, I do I do believe it may be safe to assume that someone is up to nefarious deeds. I guess the, the question is how major of nefarious deeds. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, it just depends on, like, how how serious. Um, DM, would there be a way for me to, like, determine how potent this spell? Essentially, like, try to ascertain the spell's level? Uh, you can... So I, I don't think there's a way for you to discern the spell's level. But you can tell that it is using the combined internals of four ciphers, so. Okay. That, well, you know, I know that, I know that I've copied spells in the past. Like I've pulled spell scrolls and I've copied them into my book, and um, at least according to the mechanics of the game, if we want to get a little meta, um, it takes longer and more time and more practice the more complicated and potent the spell is. So, like, could I kind of use that to derive its potency a little bit? Or is it still way too unfamiliar territory? It's it's more like, because the because ciphers are technically charged with spells, like, there's not very much information about the actual magic on here. Because mm. in the reverse engineering, the ciphers would already be charged and then gutted and, and combined in this way. So it's like you're trying to figure out how spells would react without knowing what the starting spells were. It's like taking... Um, taking a potion and you can look at it and you could try and derive from looking at it what the effects are but you don't know any of the ingredients and you have no way of knowing them because the ingredients gotcha. have been like all boiled or changed in some way and then combined into this potion so it's some sort of spell or it like it, it has some sort of spell that affects the mind but the schematics himself is for the device yes. and how it and how it projects the spell or does exactly okay yeah so I mean even that owl and if we could kind of figure that out a little bit that might let us know if this is something that's localized or citywide or or what i mean if it's using four ciphers that's some pretty potent stuff um, and yeah. it's either a potent singular effect or it's like multiple effects that are in combination with each other and that actually um i will let maybe the two of you work together where um, you'll roll investigation or any other intelligence-based skill you can justify to figure out what it does. You can use your combined I, I got pretty good investigation. I have amazing investigation, but it doesn't help when you roll natural ones. Oop. Mm. I got a six total. Well, I got an 18 plus five. There you go. So that's a 23. Dang. <clears throat> Let's have yeah the mic and it be your tiebreaker between a really good and a really bad roll. Yeah, it's gonna roll just oh, yeah. a straight intelligence check. Yeah, the mic and it who's on a quest to just know all things basically. Mm. Is it in your wheelhouse, little dude? <laughs> With a nineteen, it is. Um, <laughs> between the three of you, where like yeah the mic and it is like like kind of steering Alan's hands to like point at things that he thinks oh. are relevant. Oh, advantage for Alan! Alan, yeah. roll advantage. Let's is see, this like, might get even better. Belly Savalas with, yeah, like, with the clutch. Is Yao like linking our minds 22. together in this? It's not quite 22. a mind meld, no. A 22 with advantage. Well, now you guys are going to learn a lot because now Yao's helping and every, everyone's helping. It's all good. So you are able to tell that the device works in a pulse. Um, so it you, you activate the device and a pulse of energy comes out. 
and you can figure out that the range of this device is about five feet. Um, so it would affect, and it would, it would be based on a corner square if you were looking at a tabletop map. So like it would, you know, a, a radius, uh, dia- radius of five feet, diameter of 10 feet, um, that, that it would affect. And you have, you also kind of figure as you look at this, you figure out that, um, it is meant to go with a secondary design that would probably, you can infer would probably shield the wearer from the effect. Like mm. they're. There, there are little notes and things that you maybe missed on the first pass through the prototype because you were so focused on, like, what is this device? So you weren't necessarily reading all of his, like, little sketchy... You could kind of discount some of the notes. So now you go back through the notes and you see that there are some that are, like, gloves, question mark, hat, question you know, things like that to kind of indicate that there's some kind of worn component that is meant to go with this design. Hmm. At that moment, having spent two hours on this project and come to some pretty interesting conclusions... A lot of things happen at once. Oh, jeez. So the first thing that happens at once is that um, a you hear the door swing open, and it swings closed, and you turn around, and behind you, standing there, is Shale, the member of the Grey Watch, with his serval. Um, he has arrived for his evening meeting with you, just as expected. Um, Shale's serval walks over and curls protectively around Annabeth, or Annabelle, um, and just like sits there and purrs and she like kind of looks a little surprised but is like kind of you know pleasantly happy with that and pets the animal um, Shale himself walks over to a corner and goes where's the rest of you as he asks that question something else happens because the door kicks open again <coughs> and in struts Zothkug Hibub with his big old hat and his big ol' everything struts right into the room. His hat is, like, brushing against and bent over double on the ceiling. Like, you know, And so the <laughs> cup is upside down, like, behind him as he walks into the room in this absolutely ridiculous white suit. Behind him, Fox looks like he's trying to make himself as small and unnoticeable as possible walking <laughs> with Zothkug. He, he has kind of, like, a pained look on his face as they walk into the room. Uh, as he gets a couple steps further, that pained look turns to a look of surprise as he clutches his stomach and passes out unconscious, uh, falls to the floor, just totally unconscious there. Uh, and, I'm feeling it now, Mr. Krabs. And then a uh, another thing happens, which is that um, at that moment, um, Jebediah Peppermint, your cousin Kip walks in uh, with some of the other family members who were probably visiting for lunch earlier and came back to stay the night and completely in awe at the entire smorgasbord of stuff behind him. Doesn't see you at first, but then looks over and locks eyes with you and goes, Jeb? And that's where our D&D session for this evening comes no. to a close. Oh my good! I knew it! Thanks everybody for hanging second. out with us this evening. Uh, things are good. Things are fun. Been a pretty incredible mm. adventure. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't correct a big mistake that we made at the very beginning of this session, we which is that we turned this intros. into a podcast and we never introduced ourselves. So we're going to start at Trevor and go down the line towards me here and do our introductions. <laughs> Trevor, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Trevor. I play Zothkug Hibub, the orc cleric. I believe that's the first time I've said his last name on the intro. So there you go, podcast listeners. Hi, I'm Jake, but at the end of the episode. And I play Alan Wadrier, the Azamar Barbarian, but at the end of the episode. 
<clears throat> hey, I'm Wash. I played Jebediah Peppermint in the middle of the episode. And uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, what Zoth dresses up at, as uh, I'm I'm just ridiculously excited about that. And hello, I am Matt. I play Fox um, at the not quite the beginning, uh, probably about five minutes in. You know, you came in late. You you grabbed the food and stuff, but you just weren't quick enough. You didn't arrive to the movie theater fast enough. Um, so you show up and you've missed the first five minutes. But don't worry. Fox is here, and I'm sure nothing bad will happen. And I'm Josh, the Wing Badger Game Master, but only on Tuesdays. <laughs>